Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DeGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audio books, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King, the list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to audiobooks, is just fantastic. If you're on on the road and everything and you want an audiobook and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to Daily News Digest from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Another thing, too, guys, that's not all they have. They also have, they also have, finish, if you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that, too, like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader, or a person, how-to books, which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately and everything else. So if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always, until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless. And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. And for today's podcast episode, we're actually going to be doing our top 10 worst movies of 2012. But I know Charlie has some honorable mentions that he wants to get to first. Before we get into our honorable mentions of bad movies. He wants to talk about his good movies again. So without further ado, let's go on ahead and get on with it. So I'm going to let hey. you go for Hey, I had there was a lot of other movies I watched this year that I didn't have in my top ten. I like there was a lot of good stuff. So two movies that were on my list we already talked about in the last show, so I'll just briefly mention them. I had number like my I had twelve, but number eleven I had the watch and I had Silver Linings Playbook and number ten. Both were good movies. I enjoyed them. I thought they were entertaining. The watch was hysterical and Silver Linings Playbook was a good um I'll go more in depth and then our review next week. Um I did want to give a special shout out to one movie. That's bad, and then I'll get in the rest. Um, a movie called Casa de Ma Padre, starring Will Ferrell. It's essentially, it's a so bad, it's good movie. So essentially, Will Ferrell plays like a, a, a Spanish rancher. Um, it's been a while since I've seen it. So essentially, it's there's so much bad stuff in it. So something happens. So he has to become the savior. Um he has sex with a manic. It feels like he's having sex with a girl, but it's really he's having sex with a mannequin. Um, he's speaking very bad Spanish. Uh, it's like think Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt, uh, Italian in uh, Inglorious Bastards. It's like that type of level with Will Ferrell in Spanish. 
Um, this movie's hysterical. It has this random shootout where there's blood everywhere or whatever. Lions aren't even real lions. It's it's a hilarious movie that is so bad. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's Wilfred. It's called Casi de My Padre. This movie's hysterical. Like 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 I said, him having sex with a mannequin, the lions, just the random shootouts, him speaking really bad Spanish. It, 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 I had to give a shout out to that one. That movie was pretty funny. Um, before I continue, did you guys have any honorable mentions for the good stuff that you would like to is mention? That, is that movie kind of like what was that comedy where they like it was like a kung fu kung fu movie? But it was a kung it was fu like, hustle? No, not kung fu hustle. But it was like kind of like they took an American thing. Oh, like wait, a, kung pal enter the fist. Or yes, whatever. that might be it. Is it something like that? Like this Casa de Madre? It's, I think so. It's been a Beale. long time since I've seen this movie. I just remember how bad and funny it was, but bad in a good way. Mm. Um, if you could find it, it's worth watching. This it's just, it's just so absurd. But if you know going in, it's so absurd, you'll probably enjoy it. Hmm. Um, it's just it's just the randomness how everything is. Like these lions are attacking him, but they're not really. They're like stuffed animals. Or something. It's like the quality's so bad, but it's 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 just hysterical. Hmm. Um, um, for some honorable mentions, um, just real quick, I had uh, the remake of Total Recall. Um, yeah, that's not my list. It's a good one. That's pretty good. Um, I liked Argo with Ben Affleck. I think it won mm-hmm. Best Picture or Best Director. Yeah. I don't remember. Um, but that's one of the movies that I rented and I watched like twice in a row. Like I finished it and then I just rewatched it. It Um, won the best picture, not director, which is best picture. Yeah. And then I have end of watch, which is Uh, a really good cop movie. Um, but but yeah, those are my three honorable mentions. John, did you have any before I continue? Lost them. Okay. Um, my next, uh, I had, I had like a, a more, I think number nine, I had Safe. Um, is another mm. honorable mention with Jason Statham. Jason Statham. <sighs> that movie was awesome. Like it started out slow, and like it's like at the build up to it. Once Jason Statham start fighting the girl and saving her, and he just went into full on Jason Statham mode. I mean, I think it had probably one of the, my favorite lines. It's like you got a lot of balls coming in here, Luke. You're like, yeah, I'm surprised I can even walk. Like. <laughs> <laughs> That I mean, the action in that was great. When it was that, I'm like, it's like you broke his trachea. I didn't know a trachea could break. <laughs> or like, or the sequence where he's in the Russian uh, dinner area and the, the guy, and he's like, I don't know what to do in these moments. And he goes, What moments? The moments before I kill somebody. So he just takes the four steps. The guy jumps in the air, starts shooting his gun, just to take the brother. Like, I mean, this is definitely a Jason Stafer, like Statham esque movie. Um, Tim, you, I believe you were with us on that one. Um, it was in April was like my senior year of high school, but the three of us went to see, I think that was the one where you had that annoying guy breathing or something. I, I think it was that. I don't remember. No, nah, I don't know. Behind like, us. Might've been, or somebody close to us or whatever. I remember we went to a like Bota, I think like not the mall yeah, it was to see it. Yeah. It's an entertaining movie though. I mean, Jason Statham was kicking ass and, I'm excited to see the new one that he, he's in now, uh, Wrath of Man. Yeah. That was awesome. Um, uh, before I continue, John, did you have any honorable, honorable mentions? I think you're muted. 
Say that again. Oh, did you have any honorable mentions before I continue? Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I only have one. Yeah, no. I only have one, though. It's uh because that's all I could actually think of at the time. But um, I actually have trouble with the curve with Clint Eastwood. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. JT. So this one. Lake. Yeah. Yeah, I thought this was really good. Um, it's about this daughter who tries to redeem her dysfunctional relationship with her uh, father who has Alzheimer's and stuff like that. He's a baseball scout by helping him recruit um, on a recruiting trip, uh, which could be his last trip that he actually has. Um, but I thought it was very entertaining. It actually shows um, Justin Timberlake's uh, serious side. I also liked him in Alpha Dog as well. And to see him doing this kind of role, though, with uh, with Clint Amy Eastwood Adams. and Amy Adams was really good. And John Goodman's in this movie as well. I mean, so, yeah, I, I like that movie a lot, too. I didn't see it, but I was about to mention another good J- J- Justin Timberlake role. You guys are going to hate me for it. Love Guru. <laughs> no. Worst movie I had to ever. Yeah. In there. <laughs> um, um, my uh, my next one. I have a, a bunch more. Um, I'm almost done now. Um, at Resident <laughs> Evil Retribution, um, the uh, the fifth, I believe the fifth uh, Resident Evil movie. This one's awesome. I'm like, I went to the theaters to see this one. Um, had a lot of great action sequences. It's the first movie we actually got Leon Kennedy in it. Um, we got a lot of the uh, original terrible K- hair. His hair looked terrible in that movie. Yeah, I know. That's um, why Ada, zero Ada, stars. Yeah, eight eight one was in this movie. <laughs> You got that, and then you, um, and, you and then it ha- continued on with the like Resident Evil Five arc with Jill Valentine with the little uh, like like mind control device that are, uh, it was playing on her chest. Like this one had, and it picked right up when the fourth one, Afterlife, which I think was pr- one, one of my favorite uh, Resident Evil movies. I mean, two hundred bodies in the first ten minutes. I mean, it, yeah, and that was even that was all human stuff. Anyway, pick the way they picked it up. I thought it was perfect. A great ending. Like they rewinded back, showed you all the aftermath of it. But the action sequences were great. We finally got a chainsaw zombie. I mean, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, this the, the the action was great, and it brought back some of the other characters. I mean, Michelle Rodriguez's character is just a, just a badass, even though she was evil. But it was an entertaining movie. I liked it. That's why I had this one as my number eighth one. Um, number seven, I have a musical on here. Pitch Perfect. What? What? <laughs> no. what? I, I, I told you guys were gonna be surprised. Um, I didn't think much of Pitch Perfect because like, I was like I heard about them like that, so I think they showed it at one of my at like at, at college. They showed it one of the movies on campus, and I watched it. I thought it was hysterical. Like, I mean, this a um, Anna Kendrick was hilarious, and then uh, Fat Amy. Um, like just it just the this the dysfunctionality of this crew. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, like I said, it's, it's it's not a musical, straight up musical. It's just a movie with music in it, in a sense. But it's like the but the the highlight for me is the uh, the two announcers, Elizabeth Banks and um, John Michael Higgins, is the two announcers. Uh, yeah, the two that was a good point. Yeah. The two of them were just riffing off each other, and like they show up and they see, oh, this kid, the kid didn't even go to the right school, so they show up showing their badges, like, what up? You're just you just you, you just got kicked out of the tournament. Like, I mean, it's just. The two of them were hilarious. Like they had chemistry in this. That them back and like just riffing on each other. Like this added to this movie, yeah. and it, it, it reminded was- me of the announcers in Best in Show. If you've ever yeah. seen that, the dogs. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like it's yeah. 
It also I mean, reminds me kind of. Uh, it also reminds me of dodgeball, the chemistry uh, between them, as Jason, well. Jason Bateman and uh, the other guy. I can't think of his yeah. name. But it's just Jason Bateman being the idiot the whole time. Right. Like, <laughs> he's not going to be able to see very well, Connor. Not like mean, I mean, like I mean, one thing, <laughs> if you have announcers that are good, like like and then, or like characters that are good, and they're announcers like. These two are like the best because they just constantly rip on each other and they're ripping on the people. I'm like, yeah, that's not very good. Like, man, like they're just ripping on these high school, these college students. And it's just, I found it to be entertaining. Like I said, I um, figured you guys would be shocked on that one, but that's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, my next one I had taken two. I mean, it, it was what it was. Liam Neeson kicking ass. I mean, if you go and think and plot, then I'm sorry, then. You're not going to be one in it. Like, Liam Neeson's awesome. But why not just do another movie that with Liam Neeson doing action stuff? I mean, he's got a Netflix movie coming out um, in next month. I mean, yeah. a new one. Um, I just don't understand it. why they need a Taken 2. I mean, I don't know. Just I, I saw it. I saw it. Yeah. We just have to come to the conclusion that he's a bad father. Wasn't it the wife though in the second one or no? Yeah. They both got taken. The daughter Terrible. saved him, and then the two, and then William Neeson had to put on his leather jacket. Because once you know, when he puts on that leather jacket, everybody's screwed. Everyone's gonna die. <laughs> uh, everybody's gonna die. Like and like, he's gonna he's gonna get his revenge. And again, I watched this for, this to see Liam Neeson kick ass, and that that's the whole point of seeing these movies. Yeah, he's a bad father. Sure, we could say that, but you know, he's got a certain set of skills that he knows how to kick some ass. Like I mean, I enjoy I enjoyed it for what it was. Is it as great as the first one? No, but it did what it needs to. It entertained, and that's that's the whole point of these. Um, I had uh, the uh, my next one. I had the Born Legacy with the Jeremy Renner one. wasn't what I was expecting. It was entertaining. Had some cool action sequences in it. Like I mean, it had like had the um, like I was glad after this one they went right back to Matt Damon. <laughs> so Connor's like, hey, like that. But I mean, it had some cool action sequences in it. Um. Jeremy Renner did what he could. And again, it's probably a lot about the script and stuff. But I mean, I for what it was, I enjoyed it. Was it great? Was it was it as better as the other ones? No. It did what it needed to. Um, do you guys see that one? No, I saw the all the other Borns. It was just, I guess, because it wasn't... Um, no, Matt, Matt Damon. Damon. Yeah, it was just like... Same. Same I mean, it, it, I mean, there's references to him. Um, I think it's like, I think it in the way it was set... It's kind of in between, like in between. It's like during and after the third movie, so there's a lot of that going on. I think um, there's a there was a lot of that. I mean, not too much mention of um, the what happened in the last one, but I mean, it was entertaining. It had some cool fight scenes, like I mean, him killing people, like or taking out the bad guys or whatever. The way he did it was pretty cool. And again, the car chase, like the motorcycle chasing, was pretty cool. Um, Another one I had, I had Underworld Awakening from the, the, I believe it's the fourth Underworld movie, third one in terms of the trilogy, because you had the first one, Underworld, then the second, Underworld Evolution, then you had Rise of the Lycans, which is like a prequel, but it was the third movie released. So this was the fourth one released, but third in the set. This is awesome. Like, I mean, the action sequences were great in it. Um like a very cool, like like a cool timeline of it. Like it's like set after a bunch of them, and it's like it's very like in a world where everybody knows about the vampires, and they're like they're going and exterminating them or capturing them. 
Um, Celine gets captured, um, or frozen, and she's separated from Michael. Um, so she, somebody awakes her, and she's like in present day, um, the timeline or whatever. And so, she, and then so, she, and then she writes, "Oh, I have a daughter. Crap, I didn't know that." But it's her being a badass. Like, I mean, there's some great effects in this. Um, like some of the action sequences and some of the ways these lichens that were killed were pretty cool. Um, if, if you're an Underworld fan, this is probably one of my favorites. Um, second one's probably the favorite. Um, then after this one, they did one more, which kind of went off the rails a little bit, and they haven't made one since. But this is probably one of the better ones in terms of the Underworld franchise. But it's Kate Beckinsale is kicking ass. I mean, she's a badass. She's one of those. Yeah. Um, I and there's, have- a, there's a good scene in the very beginning. <laughs> I thought that was the second one. Was it the second one? Yeah, this, I thought it was yeah. this one, but no, I think this one he separated from Michael. Um, I think because like she's like she's like to, like Michael and him. I, I think they recast Mike. Um, um, Scott Speedman is not even in this movie. They cast huh. somebody else for Michael because he's barely in it. Um, but the second one was the one the that infamous scene that you're talking about, Sean. Mm. Yes, it <laughs> um, was. They yeah. both came out when I was working at the theater. Um, this one came out like um, when it was like when I was working at the theater still, and I came out. I was like, I showed up, and Ashton was working. Like, hey, I told you Charlie's working because I figured, hey, I'm usually working on Fridays. And I'm like, apparently I wasn't on the schedule then. <laughs> um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, if you're looking for a good action movie, it's definitely up there. Um, speaking of action movies, the next one, number three, is probably like the one I highly recommend is the Raid Redemption. Um, this movie's awesome. Like the 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 setup of Dread was the Raid Redemption did it first. So essentially, like a, a SWAT team of like I think a SWAT team is called in to um, take down a drug lord in this top of this building um, a complex. And once the drug lord finds that out, he's like, "All right, I'm shutting everything down. Everything's in lockdown." So the so the, the SWAT team has to go up lay, floors upon floors to get to the drug guy. Um, the drug dealer, the action in this, this is international action. So there's a lot more brutality to it. The fight scenes in this are some of the best I've seen in a long time. Like choreography was great. Intent brutality is great. Um, he even has, uh, sub zero is in this movie. Um, Joe Talisman. Um, he's one of the members of the SWAT team. Um, if you have not seen this movie, watch it. This movie's awesome. Like the action is great. And it's very like, but if you've seen Dread, you kind of know that it, it, this is what the Ray Redemption did at first. The layers. Um, it's definitely something I recommend. Um, and my last two, I had The Expendables 2. I mean, I had to have that. That was that was funny. Fun action movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun action movie. Um, had the great line when this one random this one random soul walked up when they're taking out the sayings. One more, and now all of them are just shooting their guns at the guy, and he, he's like getting shot and like rest in pieces. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's some. I mean, it's got it had more action with Bruce Willis and Schwarzenegger, and they're one one up in each other. I'm like, who? And then Chuck Norris doing a Chuck Norrisism, and I mean, you know where you're gonna get with these movies. The only bummer I had was that there's not much Jet Li in it. I'm like, and that was the whole. That's the downer. Right. Like you get this great action set piece in the beginning. And then we don't see him the rest of the movie because <laughs> they had to fit it. And then they were, and then, I mean, it's pretty funny. I knew exactly what Dolph Lundgren was going to say, talking about the types of food, their last meal. And he's like, you know, 
Um, <laughs> I was like, he said whale ass. <laughs> I think he said whale ass and something, mm-hmm. but I kept craving for some Chinese. Like, I just knew he was going to do the Chinese one because that's what he's been ripping on um, the girl the whole time. But Schwarzenegger, rip, like, stealing the lines, like, no, you've been back enough. I'll be back. I'm like, yippee kaye. Like, the, the two of them stealing each other's lines. Like, I mean, I mean, it was, it, it, you're going to get what you're going to get with the Expendables. Um, I mean, third one, not as great because it's not R. Um, but, and then my last one, I had uh, Contraband with Mark Wahlberg. Um, um, like, that, I mean, that was entertaining. It was Mark Wahlberg being, being Mark Wahlberg. So that is it for my honorable mentions. For the good movies. <laughs> so I know. I ended up with good movies. Yep, totally yep. good stuff on that here. Yep. <laughs> uh so let's see here. I have honorable mentions for some of the bad movies. Though. I have uh, I had like a couple of those too, but you go ahead. Okay, so <laughs> let's see here. First one, Step Up Evolution. I just got tired of the Step Up movies altogether. Like uh I remember just flipping it on direct TV. There was nothing really much on. <laughs> during this time so i'm like yeah i'll check it out it was one of those films that was very repetitive and things like that i i forgot i forgot exactly what happened because all i know is that they danced and that was it like i said i was just basically just flipping through the stations and everything i'm like well step up evolution i guess i'll check it out well, technically, Chance Ham did dance movie in this one. He was a Magic Mike that came out. This well, year. he does come in at the very end of this one for people who are actually fans of the of the first two films. To tie it all in, tie it yeah. all together. <laughs> yeah, loose <laughs> big plot, big reveal. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next one I have is The Devil Inside, which is a found footage horror film. Mm. And everything, which I do not like found footage films. I find them boring. But I, one of my friends was like, oh, hey man, you guys still do- listening? He loves found found footage movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> but <laughs> but for me though, The Devil Inside is one of those movies where you've seen one found footage movie, you've seen them all. Basically, one of my friends was like, oh, this is so scary and everything. You should see how the baby's just moving around inside her and everything. I said I can do. I can watch a pregnant woman have a baby and have the same concept. I don't really need to see demonic baby. <laughs> I can watch Stewie on Family Guy to get that. <laughs> but, Stewie's awesome. But, Stewie's awesome. But for me, with this and everything, it's very cheap. Whenever they do this and in, in certain ways, like oh my god, something's coming! All of a sudden, you see the camera just drop, and then all of a sudden oh. it tilts, and then. You also see the girl getting taken away to where these uh, saint worshippers are going inside this tunnel or something like that or this cave, and she's giving birth to the baby. It's just it, it's you've seen one found footage movie, you've seen them all. I just they're not for me. Um, the next one I have a Liam Neeson movie, The Gray. Oh yeah, oh, I fucking hated that movie. That was that, terrible. I understood why yeah, was, it ended um, the way it did, but uh, yeah. Ew. It's in my actual list of worst movies of the year. I didn't, I didn't have that written down. <laughs> if I remembered, I would have put that as number one. <laughs> I have that on my list. Um, I'll get. I'll go into that once I get into my list. Um, 
yeah, that was that one deserved to be on my worst list. That was terrible. And then I got the woman in black. Oh, which I hate which working I have, in that movie. Which I'm happy that the actor from Harry Potter was trying to get himself out of being that uh, kind of actor and trying to try something new at, right after um, you know those oh. movies had ended. But for me, it just didn't work. It did fell flat. I really didn't feel like there was like any continuity or any type of chemistry between uh, the son and the actress and stuff like that that was portraying and stuff like that. I just didn't really feel like there was not that good energy like I normally see whenever it comes down to father and son relationships and including the mother. So that's just me. But I hated yeah. those movies like working during the theater, like working at the theater. Those PG thirteen horror movies where we have those dumbass teenagers come in there and they're very obnoxious, like just getting out of the house. That movie was packed at Apex. But dealing with the aftermath of that movie, like like people like there I, I there was a lot of rude people. I think like I, I it's like been a while. But I think there was I believe there was a lot of rude people and and cleaning up those movies are always the worst because they just like ah! they threw their popcorn everywhere. <laughs> Like those are the uh, the ones I hate the most. There's PG thirteen R rated like PG horror flicks or there's knockoffs in a sense. Um, the R rated ones are the cool ones because you get to check tickets and tell people get out of here, small fry, like whatever. Like um, I always hate it. Those PG thirteen horror movies. I didn't see it. I just know working during it. Mm. Uh, I just have one more um, honorable mention, and that is or- the movie Gone. This movie sucked. Like, the dialogue sucked. The plot is very (laughs) repetitive and everything, too. It's where um, she's trying, this girl is trying to rebuild her life after surviving a terrifying kidnapping attempt. Though she is having a difficult time, she takes a small steps towards normalcy by starting a new job and inviting her sister Molly to move in with her. And returning home from work one morning, Chael discovers that Molly has vanished, and she is certain that oh, the God. same man who privately abducted. Now, Siphon, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, this nice is the part. most. Here's the thing. The most stupidest thing that got on my nerves, though, was the part where they're like, "Oh, we can't track the phone because she turned off the GPS." I'm like, what? <laughs> This movie is so horrible. Like, I can't believe that I sat through an hour and 15 minutes of my life that I cannot get back. Man, John, I can't wait to hear what you have to say about your worst movies. So these are on your (laughs) dishonorable mentions. Yeah, this is actually actually just the warm-up to get to the uh, actual list. (laughs) This is basically your cardio before you get down to the tailgate before the tailgate. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. So those are my honorable mentions or dishonorable oh. mentions. So, John, did you on. have any dishonorable mentions? No, I didn't have any dishonorable. All right, let me go run for mine. It's not as um, I and I have like six of them. I believe I had number six. I had this is forty on the Paul Rudd, um, Leslie Mann, like somewhat sequel to Knocked Up, mainly revolving their characters. I was expecting more from this, to be honest. Like, I mean, I loved Knocked Up. Knocked Up was hysterical. And the two, the chemistry between two of them were that. This one was just all over the place. It was like, ha- like co- it was, there was funny moments that I can't remember if it was funny. I don't remember it. And then it was this very drama, but it's like, not 
usual Judd Apatow because when there's Judd Apatow comedy, it's really funny. Um, this is like in the realm of like, if you get the rank, I'm in the realm of funny people funny, which wasn't funny at all. Funny people was terrible. This one was right up there. Funny people. I did too. That was actually pretty good. It was a dark <laughs> comedy. And I think this is 40. I agree with you, but I think if you watch it, like when you're older oh. and married, I think it makes yeah. more sense. I don't know. I guess I was expecting so much because I like their characters in Knocked yeah. Up. And I thought they were hysterical knocked up. Um, oh, it's my fantasy baseball draft. But I want to go see Spider-Man. Like, I mean, this, the chemistry between two of them were, were a lot better in that one. This one, I don't think there really was a need for another movie. I mean, and, unless if you had maybe some characters from knock up, Knocked Up show up in this one. And I think technically the uh, Jason Siegel did. Um, and then I think, Jason yeah, Siegel and Megan Fox like together were pretty funny. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen this movie again. I was expecting more from it. I guess that's why it was a dishonorable mention. Um, the next one, I had this horror movie called The Raven. I believe it was about uh, starring uh, John Cusack, and I think he's playing Edgar Allan Poe or whatever. It was like yeah. kind of like a horror movie like sense. It wasn't great. I mean, I was expecting more. It was kind of a me. The girl in it was not great. Just overall, just, it was very like, what did I just watch? So... One when someone was killing people, like kind of like the poems. Books, yeah, based on the books. I think his like Edgar Allan, um, that um, I don't know. I just well, I wasn't a fan of it to be honest. Like it wasn't scary. It was this very like like torture. Like it's like I think James Wan directed it. I think or is there maybe produced by him? It was very like saw s killings. It was Dude. not really needed. Um. My number four, I had uh, uh, this Brad Pitt movie called Killing Them Softly. Um, this was like, what the hell did I just watch? And I mean, sure, a guy got shot point blank with a shotgun. That was kind of cool. But I don't remember it. Like, Brad Pitt was <laughs> that was pretty cool. <laughs> like, I mean, that was weird thing that's I mean, You're not talking about a movie. You're just talking about like, real life. No, like, it's been a long time since I've seen this movie. I know James Gandolfini was in it. It was like, it was all over the place. Like Brad Pitt was good in it, but then again, I don't remember anything else. It's been a long time since I've seen. It. I just remember. Oh yeah, this came out this year. I didn't like it. Um, it's I think it's like a like based off a book or something. I, I don't know. Um, my number three was a movie called Wonderlust. Oh, um, I believe, on my list. Um, I didn't like it. Like, and this one had so much potential. It was directed by David Wayne, and he's like he he directed um, a lot of people from the show MTV comedy show The State were in this movie, and he was he also directed Role Models, which Role Models is mm-hmm. hysterical. Paul Rudd and Jennifer Aniston. You figure, oh, it's great comedy. It's like the two of the dead. You figure this is gonna be great, and you watch them like, what the hell? This is the, I didn't laugh at all in this movie. It's supposed to be funny. If it's if you if you have all these people in it, it's supposed to be a funny movie. And I didn't laugh once. Yeah, I think <laughs> it, was, it was like, it's just too corny. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the jokes were just like, jokes were so yeah. out there. Because there was yeah. like, I don't know. When I find things funny, it's because they're like kind of believable. And you, yeah. can, you can push the boundaries a bit, which does make it funnier at times. Yeah. But then I think if you go beyond that and you make it so ridiculous, yeah. that it's yeah. just like, this is um, kind of stupid. But I'll leave you to discuss that in, once we get to the list. But I'll go for the, my remaining. My next one, I had Premium Rush, which is that um, um, bicycle, like uh, J- uh, Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is a, like a messenger on a bike. Yeah, he, I remember that. Yes, that was like 
I watched it and I'm like, oh, okay. You know what it reminded me of, Charlie? Like, you remember the old PS2 video games where they yeah. have like this? You, it's just like it's E for everyone, right? Where you have yeah. like a mission, yeah. mission, mission, and then yeah. they give you like the little arrows where you have to yeah. go through the mm-hmm. park and everything. That's yeah. what it reminded me of. It reminded me of doing yeah. those little. Um, <laughs> I didn't like it. It was kind of. I saw this in the theaters. It was, yeah. Um, and I, so last I had no idea what it was about, and I just I was like, ah, yeah. I'll go watch it. And I thought it was fine. Like I was like, oh, that's cool. It was short too. It was only like an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like ninety minutes, eighty. Yeah. Like I, I guess I watched it. I just like eh, didn't really care for it. I um, knew nothing about it going in. I was like, yeah. oh, Joseph Gordon Lovett. Yeah. Um, Michael Shannon's in it Michael too. Steven, so. Yeah. Um, and then I think my number one dishonorable mention is this means war. That's the uh, I think the like the that looked terrible. I never saw it. <laughs> I watched it. I mean, the opening action sequence was cool. When there was action, the action was kind of cool between Chris Pine and Tom Hardy. Then they had them be in com- like well, Chris Pine he's done comedy. Tom Hardy is very he's like very fish out of water. Like everybody else in it, like Reese Witherspoon is pretty sure done comedy. Chris Pine comedy. Tom Hardy hasn't done any comedy. Like he's done very serious stuff. So he was very fish out of water in this. And it just was like all over the place. Like the action was great when there was, I mean, he was cool. And there's a paintball sequence where he was just going off on people. Like, like, cause he's, a, they're spies. They work for the CIA and um, the action sequences when they were, they're decent. But overall, this was just like, what the hell? Do I, what the hell is this movie? Like, I mean, it's like, cause I figured, the three, like Reese Witherspoon and Chris Pine and Tom Hardy, and I'm thinking like there's a good blend of action and action comedy. Um, this was all over the place. Um, and yeah. it was like if you want to watch this, just watch Spy versus Spy or something. Jeez, I do have to agree with you on that though. I remember one of my friends renting it and everything, and then we watched at work, and that movie. I was like, I'm gonna go and go. I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go do work because yeah, yeah, it sounds like yeah. more fun than watching this movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. This is back when I was working in housekeeping and I was in the X-ray office watching it. I'm like, yeah, um, yeah. good luck, dude. Um, <laughs> so that was my dishonorable mention list. Like I said, like John said earlier, it's just a warm up. I got some really bad stuff on my list. We're just flexing. That's all. Flexing. <laughs> so, okay, so I'm gonna go first with my number ten. And that's Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Killer. Oh, Vampire Hunter. And here's the thing. I love Abraham Lincoln. I love stories. I love vampires. I love vampires, though, too. But I also like the fact that Abraham Lincoln also likes vampires and stuff like that. I actually listened to the commentary of it and everything, too. He was actually into vampires and things like that. But when you incorporate over amount of CGI into the story... And then also, too, uh, it was always like a mixed match. It was like always something that just didn't quite matched out with this film at all. And everything, if they mixed in with some of the practical effects in there with some of the CGI, it would actually worked out better. But mm-hmm. the dialogue was really bad. The stunts weren't even that great. Uh, it was just one of those movies that I'm like, okay, I saw him kill a couple of vampires. I'm good. Even when they left it open for a second film, I'm like, I don't care. I don't want to revisit Abraham Lincoln again, revisiting him killing more vampires <laughs> yeah. because it actually ends on him uh, going over to the theater. And we all know what happens when he goes to the theater. 
Yes, um, it's funny. My brother, my I watched this like later after my dad. I think my dad read the book. I think he liked the movie better than the book. Um, he watched, he enjoyed it. Like I said, I think for me, I, when I saw it, I was disappointed when I was watching it first. But the more I watched it, the more I kind of that was one of the ones I kind of enjoyed it more. Um, I love the director that did it. Um, I like that. Some of the action sequences were pretty cool. Um, um, and then um, seeing uh, and then seeing Mar- um, Ramona Flowers get her revenge on the one girl at the end. That was that was pretty badass. Like Mary Todd. Um, but then again, like I said, I I didn't read the book, but I thought and then I thought cleaning it was kind of fun because it had that cool uh, Lincoln Park song played at the end of it. Um, and then, like I said, I think mm-hmm. that song like that. Like, then and then I enjoyed it later on. Is it in my top? No, I think it would have been an honorable mention, but I enjoyed it later on. Um, but I thought, and then I think uh, it was kind of cool seeing uh, 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 Falcon in that in the movie as well. Uh, Anthony Mackie, I believe, was in it. He played his best friend. Um, so there's a lot of people that you didn't recognize are in this movie, but it, some of the action sequences were cool. And obviously, the director's got a really thing for trains because he's going to have a train sequence, sort of <laughs> like what he did in Wanted. I mean, is it, it was the train sequence up there with Wanted? No, because one, it was in a whole different level how he shot that train sequence. But it's what it what it was was pretty cool. And then and then during the theater, my brother yelled "spoiler alert" when he's like, "Come on, Abe, we're going to the theater." He yelled <laughs> "spoiler alert." <laughs> um, but I liked it as the second viewing. Like when I watched it more, I liked it more. That, that, that for me, that's how, what happened with Max Payne. I didn't like it at first because I was expecting more. But the more I watched it, I enjoyed it. But um, what did you think of it? Did you see that one, Sean, Abraham Lincoln or not? Nah, I remember watching the trailer, but I mean, I never saw it. Yeah. Was there any? Uh, oh. yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off, Sean. No, no, no. Okay. Um, if, who, whoever wants to go first, like, go next, and everything can. You can go ahead, everything. Sean. Okay. Uh, for my number ten, I had Jack Reacher. Oh, okay. I wouldn't say it's like a terrible, terrible movie, but I, th- I don't know. I thought it was kind of boring. I do like Tom Cruise a lot, um, but I just felt like it was just like, I don't know, it's just like a, another like secret agent type movie. Like there's nothing yeah. special that came out from it. And I mean, they, they even recasted it. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they, it went to Amazon, I think. No, right? the sequel, I think they went, they did a sequel and that one came out like in 20. 20- I think well, that's Jack Ryan. Never mind. I'm thinking Jack. Yeah. Ryan. Um, they are doing a series though on Amazon Prime for Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher. They're doing so. Amazon's getting Jacks. But yeah, I just I don't know. I didn't like it. I thought it was kind of boring. Um, I read a few of the books, and I liked the books a lot better. Yeah. Um, mm. but the the car chasing was pretty cool. I remember seeing it. The opening's intense though. I mean, like the sniper killing mm. those people. Like that was intense. Um, and, and then Jai Courtney was in it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay, he was better in this one compared to others. <laughs> um, I thought some of the sequences were okay. I like this one better than the sequel. I think that I didn't know what the heck this, what was going on in the sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it was like, all over the place. I, I remember watching it, and um, it was all right. I mean, I've seen way better Tom Cruise movies. Like, I mean, his Mission Impossible yeah. movies. That's why I said. Better. This movie's like, so forgettable that it's just like... Yeah. I mean, if it you haven't out. seen it, like, yeah, don't even bother. <laughs> Did you see this one, John? To be honest with you, no, I didn't see it. 
because it just didn't gravitate towards me. It didn't make me want to care about seeing it or anything like that. Yeah. I preferred, if I have to choose a franchise that I care about Tom Cruise in, it would actually be the Mission Impossible films yeah. and things like yeah. that. Those are more my flavor of yeah. movies. But Jack Reacher never really uh, was one of those films that I said, you know, I think I'm going to go out and check this out. I was like, maybe I'll catch this out on DVD or Blu-ray later mm-hmm. on or direct TV. But yeah. it's just one of those films I never went back and saw. So, yeah. you know, it's That's just something. Right. That's very good. Right. the conversation. I do feel like, right, it's, nah. like they had like a subpar script and then they got Tom Cruise to sign on. And that's what made it like. I think he was like, watchable. He was, like, <laughs> character in the book. That was the problem, too. He was too short. Oh, yeah. I think well, I that mean, was, yeah. You can shoot it to make him look a little taller. but <laughs> Right. Make him have some stilts or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some moon shoes. And he runs all the time. Just have him run. I mean, and then that. <laughs> but um, that car chase scene was kind of cool. Him evading the cops. But that that I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen the movie. But I remember that car chase. Um, my number ten um was the Zero Dark Thirty flick. Um, it was Jessica Chastain, and I think it's the been like somewhat Bin Laden movie. Um. Yep. I didn't really like it. Like I said, I mean, I'm like, like I can watch Jessica Chastain and some stuff, and she's okay. This one, it's just, I don't know. I just didn't really like the whole element of it. Like a lot of it didn't really make sense. I'm like, um, like I mean, and some some of the explosions were intense. Um, again, I didn't like. I'm not a huge Jason Clark fan. I think he's a he's a douchebag. This for me, from this demeanor and just the way he looks, and have him in it wasn't great. And then. You briefly have like pretty A-listers as part of the the the, the team. You had Chris uh, Chris Pratt was one of the guys that like that one the the SWAT guys or the the military guys going to get Bin Laden. I just overall I just didn't like the movie. Like honestly, like I, I remember watching it, I was like, uh, didn't it didn't really like gravitate to me. Like I said, I didn't really like. And then I didn't like the Hurt Locker anyway. Um, and then I think mm-hmm. this is another one by Catherine Brigler, and she's very miss or hit like i haven't seen really much stuff she's done that i enjoyed sure there's aspects of point break i liked but overall i just meh. like again she's just not a, i'm not a big fan of hers so i watched it and i'm like yeah another war movie i think another person could have done it but i think it's a very touchy subject too and that's the problem but i just didn't like it i mean you had act of valor that was like way better and i think that came out the same year I think didn't that have like actual like military people in it as the actors? Um, maybe. I mean, I've seen it. I, yeah, I think I saw that. Oh, oh, yeah, it's not on my list. I did see it though. I didn't really like that one as well. I think some war movies I like, some I don't. Um, I think Active Hour I didn't really like. It was too like um that, and then Zero Dark Thirty I just didn't care for. Um, yeah. For yeah, me, I'm looking at the IMDb and it's like Dave is Chief Dave, so I assume that yeah, that's yeah, that I think it was really military guys. Yeah, I mean, but if yeah. you want more, maybe watch Saving Private Ryan, I mean, or something of that nature. Black Hawk Down, that was pretty good, <laughs> but yeah, for me, with Zero Dark 30, I thought it was I, don't get me wrong, I love slow burn films. To me, this was too much of a slow burn type of deal to where I just didn't care. By the time you get into the part where it's there's like a trolley or something that crashes into a restaurant and everything else, it was like, eh, I don't care. I winded up turning it off right then and there. 
because I'm like the anticipation level for me. I don't if it's a, if it's actually a way to release the tension and everything within an app, about thirty minutes in to the film, I'm sold. But if it just keeps on dragging to the point where there's no point for me to even want to be entertained by this movie, I'll shut it off because you're supposed to let out that tension soon. And if you want to go back to being a slow burn, you can, but it just didn't gravitate towards me. It's not something that I really enjoyed either. To be Mm -hmm. honest with you, I remember just watching it. I'm like, okay, I don't see what the big hype was about it. I don't understand the award shows when it came down to this movie getting nominated and things like that. So I was like, nah, I'm good. I don't need to see anymore. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, the next movie I have is a Shane Tana movie. <laughs> and the only reason why I even saw this movie was because someone that I went on a date with uh, oh, I know what this is. rented this movie. Uh, rented this movie. And this movie is called The Vow. Oh, I you were Magic Mike. But I was like, oh. that's a good movie. <laughs> oh, Nicholas Sports. Yes. Um, this, and, yeah, I know this. Like, it came out movie, when uh, Safe House came out. Ugh. This movie is so freaking horrible. It's not even. Uh, it's an hour. It's a, an hour and forty four minutes of my life I can't get back, or can't attain <laughs> getting back. Let's just put it out like this: a car accident puts Paige in a coma, and when she wakes up with severe memory loss, her husband Leo works to win her heart again. Give me a break. I saw this. <laughs> I can watch this on Days of Our Lives. I can watch this on As the World Turns if I wanted to watch something that revolves around somebody in a coma. I don't need to sit, spend there an hour and 44 minutes of my life and watch this movie. This movie, here I am watching it. I'm like, I'm falling asleep and I'm looking at the person I'm with. She's like, you okay? Yeah, um, I'm going to have to go. <laughs> I'm crying because I, I can't get my life back because I'm stuck uh-huh. watching this hour and 44 minute movie I can't get back. But I'm like, okay. I um, vow to never watch this again. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, I think I called this when we did our notebook <laughs> review. What does Nicholas Sparks have against Rachel McAdams or female characters? You always do the horrible things to them. Her. And guess what? <laughs> Rachel McKay is actually in, get this, she's actually in this movie. I know. And I called it. I knew she was in this movie because I said it during the notebook. First, you give her dementia in the notebook. (laughs) People have never seen this movie. Don't need to. She has dementia. Boom. There you go. I saved you an hour and a half of your life. This one, well, you know, she's in a car accident and has a coma. She has to get her memory back. Ooh. Like, All because her and Leo were actually making out during uh, in the snowstorm. And a truck winds up hitting their car while they're stopped. Wait. I'm like. Making out in the middle of the street? Basically, I mean, they were at a stop sign and in their car. And here comes this truck dr- truck out of nowhere just w- winds up randomly hitting them. Uh, young love. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, was the chemistry there between her and Channing, or was it Jocelyn and her? I don't know. I, she was basically silent through the whole movie, so she was in a coma. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember Apex had this movie, and I was like, we again was a lot of people were going to it, and I was like, Nicholas Sparks. Um, I want the like I said after work, I'm like, yeah, I ain't seeing this movie. I'm going to the other one. I saw Safe House instead. I'm like, yep, like Safe House, better choice. Like, if you want your if you want Ryan, like, like Ryan Reynolds, boom, see this. Like Channing Tatum, I'm like, 
Yeah, I mean, Chain Team ends up doing another one with Rooney Mara. It's called Side Effects. I mean, like, and I watched like half of it. Dear John, too, right? Yeah, yeah, he was another Nicholas yeah. Sparks movie. Yeah, I mean, he's like that, but it's like Nicholas Sparks. What do you have against women? Seriously, like <laughs> you always give them the worst stuff. I mean, I've called it out before, and I called you out on it because it's the truth, and the truth hurts. <laughs> um, but yeah, I know that. I, mean, I haven't seen it. I don't want to, and I don't want to do a review for it. Don't do, do, I'm not going to do it. Other chick <laughs> flicks than that one. No way. I've done enough Nicholas Sparks. I had my fix. <laughs> okay, so Sorry, I'm gonna, it's okay. I'm gonna get, don't worry. I'm not gonna make you sit through that because I don't even want to sit through that again. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I didn't. I told her I said, "Well, I gotta go. I gotta get up early for work." Yeah, I left. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> anyways, uh, so let's. Pa- I'm gonna pass it back over to Sean for his uh, number nine. Number nine, I have Wonderlust. Which Charlie yeah. mentioned, um, yeah, I just thought you had this good combo of um, Paul Rudd and Jennifer Aniston, and yeah, it just wasn't funny. Um, I thought it was the jokes kind of went so dumb that it was just dumb. So it's really kind of all I gotta say about it. But it's I about agree. a guy he loses his job. They live in New York, and they end up going to live in like a commune type place or stay at a commune type place. Isn't there a car breakdown or something and they're fixing their car? I think so. I think, I think that's how they ended up finding it. I know they go out to live with his brother in yeah. Georgia, I think, but I mean, I think I, like I, it's been a long time. I just remember, I think their car breakdown, they end up in this community and then they take some drugs. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, I don't know. It was too out there to be funny. And it's just like, yeah, there's better Paul Rudd movies. <laughs> Yes. Um, my number nine, I had Prometheus. Um, I was expecting so much from this movie. Like, the cast, like, you have Charlize Theron, you had a great cast. Idris Elbow's in this movie. Um, and, like, the setup. Michael Fassbender? Yeah, He's Michael my favorite Fassbender. Part. Um, like, that is David. Is mm-hmm. he good? Is he bad? I don't know. Like, I don't care. Like and then I think guy like Guy Pierce was in this too as an old guy like Waylon. This movie had so much potential and it happened. And it's like and the the guys that the things there's no freaking aliens in this. You're supposed to be an alien prequel. And then briefly at the end they turn into the Xenomorph briefly and it's just like what the hell? Like and like and it's just, this movie's like all over the place and it's just I mean the sequel is no better. I mean, Covenant was just as bad. Um, even the, like, um, Backbuster, I mean, that was intense. But, geez, like, I mean, I'm like, Prometheus, like, I was expecting so much from this movie. I was, like, I was really hyped. Then I watched it, and I was just very underwhelmed and disappointed with it. It's just, like, you had this build up, and I'm, like, come on. You're calling a prequel to Alien. Give us some, uh, give us some sort of Alien. And he didn't even do Pretty that. Cool. They got to come at the end. I know, but still, <laughs> I mean, they. But I mean, but you got the same director. And it's just I don't know. You're just, I was expecting so much, and I was just very underwhelmed by it. Yeah, I had no expectations going in. I didn't dislike it. I thought it was definitely a slow, slow movie. Uh-huh. Um, but I thought just the effects and the performances held my interest enough to get through it. Um, I would definitely rewatch it, um, but I. But yeah, I haven't seen it in a while, so I can't really. Yeah. Say too much about that. 
Yeah, same here. I like the uh, acting. The dialogue was very, it was fine and everything. But like you said, it's a slow burn. It's supposed to be meant for a slow type of burn and everything, especially going into it, especially with it being an alien type of film prequel. But, you know, what they did towards the end of it really winds up going, it goes from this, then going down real fast for me. So it held my attention, but then as soon as you get towards the end of it, it ends up going off the reels, at least and, for me. And then the sequel, I'm like, okay, this is the sequel to Prometheus. Oh, sure, they're briefly mentioned. Wait, what? What did you do to the main character? Oh, boo. Like, come Fast on. Like, in that one, too, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, he is. Like, various like, iterations of David. I mean, Remar is dead, pretty much. They they kill her off in this. because Spoilers. David, David kills her, and and then the ending is a, another one of those. You got to be kidding me! Like you're leaving it on a this type of like no justice, nothing. Come on! Mm-hmm. Like that one, I was like, I was screaming at the TV. I'm like, are you effing kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I digress. John, what's your next one? <laughs> okay, so me and my buddy Kevin, he calls me up. He's like, dude, you want to get together and watch a movie? So I'm like, yeah, I don't have anything else to do with my life. So <laughs> we went to go see The Man with the Iron Fist. I have that as my number eight. <laughs> and this is actually my, um, well, actually, that's actually my number seven. So I'm kind of jumping a bit. But still, I'll go on ahead and I'll do, I'll bring that into another uh, slide. But The Man with the Iron Fist was so stupid. Stupid. I can understand yeah. what they're going for. If you're looking for like over the top CGI, over the top kung fu kind of style thing, that's kind of like crunch, a crunch and tiger, hidden dragon kind of thing. But crunch and tiger, hidden dragon is the better film. <clears throat> that's like this is like great value kung fu. If you actually want a kung fu movie, but for me, this movie sucked. The the man with the iron fist is so yeah. stupid, so over the top of the acting and everything else. But the soundtrack is good. I enjoy the soundtrack. The soundtrack Rock is good. Rizza directing it. <laughs> right. But I like the soundtrack with the Black Keys because I'm a huge Black Keys fan, but I like but there's other stuff and Raza had some pretty good on uh, music with it. Then that's a perfect example of how the soundtrack is good, but the movie sucked. So I felt good during this movie. Yeah, I'm always when I fell asleep. I'm like, wait, what happened? Like, oh man, it's credits. I fell asleep. I told my friend Kevin, I said, you owe me five bucks. (laughs) Because why? I said, I just wasted my life in this movie. You owe me a life's worth of five dollars, right now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I have this as my number eight, and yeah, like it was just really bad. I love kung fu movies. I love the whole style and everything. But it's just like, I mean, you have, like, you can go see The Protector, like Tony Jaws movies are good. Um, if you want, like, a comedy with over-the-top action, like Kung Fu Hustle, which, Charlie, you mentioned earlier, is awesome. Shaolin Soccer, which isn't, yeah. it's like a Kung Fu sports movie, I guess. Police but, Story is a good one with Jackie Chan. Yeah. Um, I just watched that recently. And, like, some of the action sequence, like like I said, a lot of the sequences in it, like the Shantytown chase sequence or that, explosions. To him channeling, like doing the stopping the bus with the magnum, like while stopping and shooting, to doing the uh, 
like right in the, like there was a lot of homages to like this movie did it before Bad Boys Two did it with the Shanty Town explosion. Yeah. I'm like, holy crap! Like that, that, and then the the Tango and Cash scene where Stallone takes out his Magnum and he stops the uh, stops the tr- the bus from going through. And then I think to the late great Brandon Lee, he was in a movie called Rapid Fire, and it's a sequence in the when Jack Chan's on the mall with a motorcycle driving people through glass. Brandon Lee did that in that. So it was a lot of homages to these movies, but that's a pretty entertaining one. It sucks that that, that, this movie was kind of, was so bad just because like, I know, like I remember growing up, I can't remember if it was on MTV or BET, but like, I thought the Wu-Tang had a thing to where like they, I know they love Kung Fu movies in general. That's why I was like, Oh man, Riz is directing this. This is going to be awesome. And I think they had like a show to where literally they would show like old Kung Fu movies and they would dub over it with like music and stuff and that was really cool so like this going in i was like man this is gonna be awesome you got russell crowe you got lucy Liu. i was like this is gonna be sick right but yeah just fell flat on its face come kung fu kick to the face <laughs> i guess to the nuts all right, right, definitely. Right. <laughs> all right so what do you, what have? you have like which one did you have like you see you got your mi- numbers mixed up john which one did you have I had Silent Hill Revelation. That was my number seven. (laughs) (laughs) This movie, uh, to be honest with you, I I enjoyed the first one. Um, Here's the thing. When the first movie came out, I really didn't enjoy it that much. Because the very first Silent Hill video game still is one of my favorite horror video games. And then they added in um, a character for the movie and everything, which I didn't really like. And stuff like that. So then as time went on, I went on ahead, revisited it recently. And at that time, I was like 21 years old whenever it came out. Or 22 at the time. In 06 or 05 whenever um, it was released. So I didn't really get the movie on the concept of what they were trying to go for. But now, being 36, I ended up re-watching it again last year during quarantine. I have to say, I really enjoyed the very first one. The second one and everything, I didn't really care for that much. I understand that they the mother makes the deal to where the girl comes back into the world of the living, and now it's up to the father to go ahead and protect her from these dark places of Silent Hill. But the delivery, the concept didn't work out so well. You have the actor who plays Jon Snow in the movie and stuff like that. The dialogue wasn't that great. The plot line wasn't as as good but i do have to admit i do like the special effects that they used mm-hmm. for it the special effects were really good but awesome. as the movie as a whole it just lost me yeah like the effects look good i thought the cinematography just how it shot looked cool like um but yeah i thought the movie was kind of dumb i remember laughing like i couldn't stop laughing there's a scene at the very end with the carnival and yeah. you have the pyramid head and he's working the controls, and he's like, <laughs> like this, and it's just like I was just dying laughing because it looks so ridiculous. I was like, what the hell is this guy doing? You can't see anything. He's just going back and forth, like working these controls, and the carousel's like spinning. I was like, all right, yeah. And that was boring. actually in. To be honest with you, that was actually in the third uh, Silent Hill uh, video game. Oh, was it? The, yeah, him operating the thing. Not operating it, but there was America go around, even in the first one, in the first mm-hmm. video game. But, you know, um, to me, I think it would have been better if they didn't have Rock'em Sock'em. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, 
it's him like right. working the controls. It just looks so stupid. I was it like, makes it look like that he's like on an exercise machine. Where <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's working out. That's why he's so buff. He can carry that sword. Right. Right. But, you know, I mean, I actually have to say I love the haunting stuff with it. It They try combining three, um, the third video game into the second film rather than letting the second movie just play out as something else. But, you know, that's how they do with some video game adaptations. They go ahead to get feed from stuff from the second video game and try to feed it into the world that they're trying to create for the second movie. They, we seen with uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation on how they did that because the third video game adapt uh, uh, third video game they brought it into the second one and then combined the characters into the Annihilation movie. So that's what they did with this, and it just doesn't work for me. I bet Jon Snow he knew nothing. <laughs> <laughs> came into that knowing that. <laughs> All right. So, um, my number, I'll do my eight and then I'll do my number seven. Um, my number eight is poor Taylor Kish. He just can't get a break. I, number eight was Battleship. Or as I should say, Battleship. This movie was terrible. Like, Rihanna, Rihanna's like, you can't just, you can't act. Like, yeah, let's get him. Like, yeah, let's kick some ass. I'm like, oh my God, this is so dumb. And I was like, I mean, you wasted Liam Neeson in this movie. Like, I mean, he's... To be fair, though, Rihanna was really good in This Is The End. <laughs> she died early on. <laughs> it was Aaron, the guy... What's the Michael guy that Sarah. was in the film? Michael Sarah, yeah. Michael Sarah, he got penetrated in that one. That was hysterical. Like, it's like, hey, which one of you fuckers stole my phone? And he's like, and after he's doing sippy cup. <laughs> anyway, she was like, though everybody was bad in this movie, and it's not like it's. I mean, I mean, like the 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 to get um the actress that played the love interest, Taylor Kish. I mean, Taylor Kish did what he could. I mean, and Lee Neeson did what he could. The script was bad for this movie. The CGI was gar- garbage. Paramount tried to, hey, we made Transformers. Let's let's make this video game out of it. Like of a board game. Let's make this. I'm like, no, it was terrible. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is bad. Like, the effects were bad. The action was bad. Everything was just bad. Um, so yeah, that was Battleship. Um, do you guys need to want to say anything more about that one, or they pretty much summed it up. To be honest with you, I actually had some fun with this one. I mean, I got yeah, to turn my yeah. brain off for two and a half hours, stuff my face with popcorn, watch some bad acting with Rihanna. Uh, <laughs> Watch Liam Neeson um, make a joke Not about a anything. taco. I mean, about a, joke about a taco <laughs> and everything. But you know, I I had fun for what it was because I knew what I was getting into. I knew I didn't have to worry about um, a plot line other than the fact that there's these aliens that's you know, taking place up on the ocean floor, ocean and everything. And I could just stuff my face with popcorn for two and a half hours or an hour and a half don't have to worry about anything and just watch some ridiculous stuff. But that's just how I looked at it. But I had some fun with it. I didn't really hate the film or anything like that. Um, I, I thought it was okay. I never saw you- it. watched like 10 minutes of it. Working <laughs> at the theater. <laughs> wasn't yeah. for me. No, it was... They tried to buy, try to get the money grab out of the Transformer movies. And yeah, it didn't work I didn't out. see this until it was on DirecTV. So, <laughs> I watched my like, DVD. Like 2012 was kind of like my last probably full year working at the theater. So I pretty much watched almost everything that came out. <laughs> I just remember uh, watching this from up top. Tim said, Battleship's greater than the love guru. I disagree. 
<laughs> I have to say, I have to agree with Tim on that one. I think if, if you had to put them up against one another, I think Battleship would win an Oscar against the Love Goo. <laughs> Oscar contender. I'd fight on that one. No way. Battleship is yet now. Love Goo is so bad, Charlie. I don't, I don't know how you like it. It's so bad it's good. I, it's I don't know. It's, no, it's just so bad it's bad. It's so bad it's bad. <laughs> Is that it killed what's his face's career? Right, it made him not even want to act anymore. Mike Myers, <laughs> Mike Myers, yeah, he, he showed up. He was the producer in Bohemian Rhapsody. He was yeah, the one producer. Who, yeah, he showed but, up. no, he actually was in the movie. He was the producer when they tried to promote, like they tried to pro, uh, present to him the idea for. But um, 2012, 13, 14, 15. You're looking at about ten years later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, out of this hole that I dug myself. You're like eight or nine years. I think Bohemian. I think Bohemian Rhapsody came out in twenty late 2018. Um, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it came out in 2018. So fine, eight years. Yeah, about eight years. <laughs> so and because it's so bad, it's bad. Again, I disagree. Love Guru for the win. So bad. I would defend that movie in a heartbeat, but yeah. Um, anyway, my number seven was that this movie called Haywire. Um, I think it stars Gina Corona. Um, and it had a lot of pretty big Antonio Banderas, Michael Douglas. It was like it was a, some sort of action y, like Chaney Tatum was also in this one too. I think, um, it's this action y movie or whatever where she's a spy or whatever, and, and then somebody and then the agency betrays her and she's going on that. It's just wasn't a lot of action. Or maybe that's like when like you're hyping up, I have a lot of action in it. Didn't have much in it. It was very I remember seeing this in the theaters. It was very like Michael Fassbender. I know. Oh yeah, and Fassbender tried to betray her and she kills him. It's just um it's it's very all over the place. Um I forgot who directed, to be honest. Um, I, was I it Steven Soderbergh? It was um, some dude. I don't know. <laughs> I think it could be Steven Soderbergh. I think. Um. I yep. Soderbergh. Steven Soderbergh. I guess. I mean, I like. I loved his ocean movies. That's why I figured. Oh, okay. And he's doing. He can do. He's got a good camera angle and stuff like that. But this movie was just very like one I just watched. In a sense, all the cat uh, great act, great actors. Well, maybe besides Gina Corona, but everybody else is great. Um. Decent idea. This wasn't executed. Um, that was number seven. Okay. All right. Um, now, now we're on the John. Your number six. Okay. So I have the Three Stooges down. Never saw. Uh, uh, Will Sasso, I believe, was one of the Stooges. I think. Yeah. This movie, I love the Three Stooges. I grew up with the old black and white. Um. Hold on one second before I end up saying anything. Tim says um, you should yeah. have, you should give Haywire another try, but it's better than you remember. <laughs> so I have a long list of stuff to watch. Maybe I'll get to it. We'll see. <laughs> but uh, the Three Stooges for me, I grew up watching the old black and white, uh, of course, Three Stooges uh, stuff. I love the Three Stooges, but when it came down to the execution of this, it was so over the top. It was back when. Uh, you had that one reality show that took over MTV during that time where it was, uh, what's the name of that stupid reality show? Jersey Shore. Oh. Yeah. 
they actually had cameos from the Jersey Shore on there. They had a bunch of other stuff. It just goes to show you that when you do a movie that's based off of a TV show, it doesn't match well on the big on the screen when it comes down to a movie, especially the Brady Bunch. And they tried doing that with the Brady Bunch and stuff like that. That movie sucked and everything that came out in 95, I think. And then it just goes to show you that some sitcom TV shows from back in the day does not work for a yeah. 1995 generation or a uh, 2012 generation either. Mm-hmm. But I mean, 21 Jump Street was able to do that. Like, to be able to yep. do something. I think it's the opposite. If it's a comedy turned movie, it probably doesn't work out well. Sometimes if it's a serious drama and it turns into a movie, it might work out. Like, it worked out for 21 Jump Street. I mean... That one had so much, like, everybody was so worried on it. And when 21 Jump Street came out, it was awesome. Like, it was hysterical. Um, I feel like, like, Three Stooges is, like, it's built off, like, quick gags. Like, right. quick slapstick stuff. I mean, it, it's good for, like, 20 minutes. But if you're stretching that out for, like, an hour and a half, I mean, you're right. going to get, like, kind of, I don't know. It's hard to keep that momentum going. You'll get exactly. Tom and Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> You'll get Tom and Jerry for this, for this year. Three Stooges then to Tom and Jerry now. And Tom and Jerry is absolute garbage. <laughs> while on while on fire in a dumpster. That's Tom and Jerry. <laughs> that movie was crap. All right. So I'm gonna pass right, it on. Over. So no 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 no. You're good. I've I made yeah. my points on why I didn't like this movie at all and stuff like that. I got all my points out. All right. Um so I was just gonna pass it back over to Sean for his number yeah. six. Uh, number six, I have the amazing Spider-Man. Um, Damn, he's number one. <laughs> I don't understand why you need another origin story for Spider-Man. I say that, but I really liked. Well, I guess no, because that was different. Into the Into the Spider-Verse wasn't really an origin story. No, it's a different character. But yeah, I mean, I mean, fucking, it just had one. I mean, I don't, I don't understand why you need to reinvent Spider-Man. I feel like everyone knows how Invest. Spider-Man came to be. You don't need to do another one. You, you just don't. No. This is my number one. This movie was crap. Like, I had like I think we like the first two trailers. I'm like, eh, yeah. I made Spider-Man Two is the worst movie of all time. I agree. That movie was crap. Yeah. Um. Oh, Tim says I'll take Amazing over Homecoming. I disagree on that one. But no, I I like <laughs> I did not like. I was hyped for this because I watched the third. Well, we saw the the Avengers. They showed the third third trailer for Amazing Spider-Man. I'm like, okay, the music like the trailer had me hyped. I went and watching this, and I was like, what is going on? That suit looked like CGI garbage. That suit was terrible. Um, <laughs> damn, <Tim. laughs> Damn, damn he's, he's going hard tonight. Um, <laughs> I hate this movie. I don't give a flying F about your parents. No one cares about Peter Parker's parents. Like, like I said, in the comics, <laughs> it's always about Uncle Ben and Aunt May. Uncle Ben. I'm like, oh, here's parents. So what? Like, we don't care. And we don't need another orange story. And we don't need Uncle Ben dying again. Jeez, how many times how many do you, times you gotta kill this man? man. Let's go <laughs> Martin Sheen, you killed him off. And, it, and it wasn't even a great motivation for him. It's like he died. He was just randomly there. Not like the motivation when Toby McGuire, when the Uncle Ben and Toby McGuire movie, that one had more motivation to it. That had more, like, emotionality to it. Great, Sean Smith. Toby McGuire's number one. Um, anyway, Andrew Garfield's sure he's better as Peter Parker, but as Spider-Man, no. Um, 
I mean, I liked Emma Stone on this, but I mean, I just like everybody knew once they did the made Spider-Man 2, they showed her costume. Guess what? She's gonna die. I'm like, great, yay, we don't really need to see her death. Like, come on, like this was bad. I'm hoping they redeem him and the new Spider-Man is coming on December with the multiverse. Because you got the one of the worst portions of Amazing Spider-Man 2 in Spider-Man Far From Home with Jamie Foxx's Electro. The worst part about Amazing Spider-Man 2. And he's in this one. And you got the one of the best parts of the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 2, Doc Ock, in that one. You better have the respect of Spider-Man's in it. But what, no, this what, movie's crap. What's like, the multiverse I, one about? Like, Is, is that one with the MCU? Yeah. yeah. It's just a, it's it's a new multi they're doing multiverse because yeah um, and I'm excited for it but I mean um, Into the Spider Verse was easily the best Spider Man movie for animation yeah. I will I will even against the live action yeah. ones I'll yeah. argue Spider-Man against 2 it was the best the Spider Man Two with Tim McGuire with Doc Ock I mean that was yeah. really good <laughs> yeah, the train not better than Into the Spider Verse the, the Spider Verse is great it is an animated best. one best. In- I feel like every Marvel movie should be Into the Spider Verse <laughs> that's what it should look like. Because then you can do all the cool action scenes that are in comic books. I mean, like if that. we're going in the full MCU, I got to say the Winter Soldier is better than Into the Spider-Verse because the Winter Soldier is just changed mm-hmm. the game. I mean, but um, anyway, Spider-Man Yeah, that kick-ass uh, soundtrack, I don't think so. But uh, I don't know. Amazing Spider-Man was garbage. I came out of mm-hmm. that, like, um, I came out of the movie, I'm like, what did I, this movie is absolute garbage. Like, I was watching it, I was like, uh, I, I knew, it, like, at a certain point, and I'm like, yeah, I hate this movie. I just sat for the rest of it. I, I knew instantly, and like I was watching, and I'm like, "Yeah, this is this is crap. This this is just crap." And then I did like the the one aspect, like how he created his own web shooters. I thought that was kind of cool. But everything else, like again, I think they could have Andrew Garfield did what he could, but then again, it's just that suit was just oh, it looked like it just it definitely looked like looked like what a very bad CGI. There's no and that, bone saw in it. No, no. And then the lizard, I mean, they underused the lizard. I mean, you underused Dennis Leary's character. Oh, yeah, he's going to die. I'm like, and and he's like, and then he's like, well, sometimes, and then the the stupid line about, uh, uh, um, like, secrets or something like that. And then Peter Parker's like, well, those are the best kinds. And I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Like, what the hell? Like, this this was absolute garbage. This is, that's why it was my number one. Terrible, terrible movie. All right. Um, let's see here. I actually have The Hobbit and Unexpected Journey as my number five. Oh, I haven't done my number six. What? <laughs> yeah. He's good. My number, I, my number six. Sorry, John. No, um, no, no. My, um, my number six was Dark Shadows. Um, mm. Another one based off a TV show. Uh, I was that, was, that was my number one. Okay. Um, I was, yeah, I was expecting something from this. I figured. Decent cast. I was watching it, and I was like, oh, like I said, and another reason this movie is bad, I think, at the middle of the movie, I sometimes have, I randomly have bloody noses. I had a bloody nose during this movie. Stop doing so, cocaine. No, I'm not smart. <laughs> cocaine. I smoked up at work. I got off work early. Oh, so you did cocaine at work. Okay. <laughs> or you snorted. We had one kid at work that. once, Charlie. He snorted um, Sour Patch Kids, the sugar. From <laughs> he got a bloody nose. Um. But no, I mean, I I, I was watching this through. Yeah, cocaine is a drug, but I don't. I wouldn't know. I've been taking it. But anyways, like I, 
the bridge of my nose is very close. Sometimes when I'm blowing my nose too hard, I sometimes have random bloody noses. That so I, I saw I had a bloody nose in this movie. Hence another right, this movie sucked. This movie gave me it was so bad, it gave me a bloody nose. Was just, everything was bad. The acting was bad. Johnny and like and Eva Green was not as great in this one. It's just overall, it was just very kind of lame. They they, they underutilized. Uh, Clay when Green. when did the when in the movie did you have a bloody nose? I don't remember. Was that so? Maybe? So th- there's there's things in anime to where if there's something super like perverted, the character's nose blood will show their nose. So it wasn't when Evergreen went boom, showed <laughs> the breath, showed her boobs to Johnny Depp, and your nose started bleeding. <laughs> no, instead of rushing somewhere else, that rushed. I've only seen this movie Wrong once. I, I don't remember exactly when, but I remember I had I to get out of here and go get like get um. Like paper towels <laughs> or something, like to stop my nose from bleeding. And I went back in there, but they really underutilized. Like they, I mean, Chloe Grace Moretz was very underutilized in this movie. I'm like, oh yeah, she's randomly a wolf. Okay, big wolf. I mean, again, this is another one of those TV shows back in the 70s. Turned in the movie and it didn't work out. I thought it was lame. I have to agree with you on that one, even though that didn't make my list. It. Mm-hmm. Or anything like that. I just thought there was other films that I felt like was worse than Dark Shadows, mm-hmm. but it was definitely going to be on my honorable on this honorable mention list. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't put it on there. But yeah, I do agree. The jokes didn't stick. It didn't wasn't that great of a film. Uh, I just didn't really care about what happened with Johnny Depp's character or anything like that. I didn't even go to the movie theater to see it. Um, I, didn't, I didn't pay money to see this. I like I I, I was off after work. Um, uh, I saw well, it on I TV. Free and I was like, I would, I would have paid money. Like, oh, I just have a credit card. I can buy it and get in or whatever. But no, I mean, I'm glad I didn't pay money for this. This was this was shit. Yeah, it was one of Tim Burton's worst films, aside from Alice Through the Shooting Glass. I mean, Alex through, <laughs> Alice Through the <laughs> Shooting Glass. Awesome. Um. Spoilers <laughs> 2016. Looks like that might be your number one. Uh, so, let's see here. Your number five. Okay, I have The Hobbit: The Unexpected Journey. I liked aspects of the film. I loved the opening scene. I loved uh, seeing. You know, I I loved it. I really did. I loved the very beginning of it. The opening was really great. What did it for me was the action sequences and things like that is what made me not like it because it was like too flashy. You didn't get to see anything that's really happening in the film or anything like that to get an understanding of what character is actually in danger, what characters are not in danger. And whenever it comes down to shaky cam, when it comes down to these flashing lights and stuff like that, whenever you have an action sequence and stuff like that, it takes me out of the film to the point where it's like, okay, I think I just need to go in and check myself out. But I definitely love the whole entire setup where the, um you have everybody else coming in there, you know? But That song, man. They're I love the song. I love the song. Like I said, the opening stuff, I loved. Mm-hmm. It was just in the middle of it where you have the flashing lights, you have everything else going on and everything that I didn't like. But still, that's, that's one of the things, that's one of the holes that it has out on me. And Sean, I'm glad that you love... The Hobbit, uh, but the random GoPro shots took me out of. Yep, that's what I'm talking about. The GoPro shots and stuff like that is what took me out of the film. 
I think the movie itself, like, they, it had a lot going against it because it was a book, and they decided they already announced they're split into three movies. Well, the um, book is only also, small. I know. And they're right. split into three movies. Sure. And it's like, so there's a lot of that. And then it came right off the, the some of these, the, compare the action sequences in The Lord of the Rings. Like, some of that stuff was awesome. And then, then you had the, the, the movies. Like, I remember watching the first one. It was all right. Um, like I said, I plan to get, like, I think it comes out in the summer, I believe. Um, I think because they already announced the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings are in 4K. But there's a special collector's one that's coming out this summer that's supposed to have more special features together. Um, I'll probably get that because, like, I mean, I like the sequel, the second one, better. Because, hey, you got, you got the best part of the... the or the Rings trilogy in it, you got Legolas. What she wasn't even in the book, so they had, had all the Legolas in it. I think Orlando Bloom was just great in this in the series, but I remember watching it was okay. I mean, like like I said, I like the Lord of the Rings movies better, but um, it's been a while since I've seen it, so I haven't gotten to pick up the shaky cam stuff yet. So it's been a long time since I see it, but um, but I think the Lord of the Rings in terms of overall was better. But again, two yeah. separate stuff. Yeah, great. That um, I did like the the first the Hobbit one. I didn't like the uh, the sequels though. Um, uh, I thought the first one was the best one out of movies. I can actually uh, agree. I can agree to that though too. In a sense, even though I didn't really care for this one, the sequels for me wasn't that great. But mm-hmm. the, the very first introduction into it was mm-hmm. good. Was was decent. But maybe I was just so excited to get back into like that universe because I did really right. like the Lord of the Rings movies and just like fantasy movies in general. I enjoy so. All right, so I'm gonna pass it back over to you, Sean. All right, uh, this is number five. Hi. I have the Dark Knight Rises. Okay, so that's uh, actually my number four. So four. So like. Again, I don't. I didn't really like this movie. Um, I don't know if it was just the movie itself or just surrounding factors. I mean, the second one was just so good with uh, Heath Ledger as the Joker. Not that I did not like Tom Hardy as uh, Bane, but I just thought overall it was kind of like me. And having <laughs> Ra's al Ghul's daughter as a villain, I thought was kind of dumb. Um, I also like I saw it a midnight show for it. And uh, the people sitting next to us like talk the whole time, so that kind of killed the mood on it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just didn't really like this movie. I thought it was kind of yeah, Catwoman was terrible. Even though I do really like Anne Hathaway, um, I mean, I'd rather have Holly Berry as Catwoman. I don't know. What the fuck? <laughs> that was a joke. Um, um, but yeah, I don't know. I just didn't really like this movie. I thought it was dumb. Like I thought uh, Michelle Pfeiffer was definitely a better Catwoman. They used her a lot better. And that, and was it the second Batman? Um, I think Batman Returns. Yeah, it was yeah, Batman Returns. Returns. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just I thought this movie fell flat on its face. Uh, terrible way to. I thought Batman Begins was awesome. Um, Batman Turns was that the second one or no? Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Uh, Dark Knight was awesome, and um, yeah, it was just for a trilogy. The third one just being terrible. Just bad. I don't know. First for two were me, awesome. This one sucked. Get, get, now I get this. I actually own all the Blu-rays for the Dark Knight uh, for the Dark Knight trilogy. The third film makes me th- want to fall asleep every single time. Yeah. Even in the movie theater, when I saw one, one of my friends, I was I, I found myself uh, falling asleep watching this film in, in the theater. Um, I here's the thing. I understand that Christopher Nolan was going for realism. That's why we don't have aliens in 
um, his universe or anything like that. I understood that concept. I respect that concept. But at the same time, though, I really didn't like what they were doing when it came down to Catwoman as the burglar and stuff like that. Don't get me wrong. I love Anne Hathaway. I think she's a wonderful actress and stuff like that. And I think that if they would actually gave her maybe a little bit more things to do and everything in it, I might actually like her a lot more. But I didn't like her costume either. I thought it was pretty Yeah, that's where the realism comes into play. Because if it's supposed to make it look like somebody can really do this, including the stuff with Bane, that's one of the other complaints I had was the fact that it wasn't actually the chemicals that makes him muscular or anything like that. Um, They didn't use that concept into this universe, which is something I wanted to see, Mm -hmm. especially coming after that horrible Batman and Robin movie. Um, But they didn't use it. Also, too, I also didn't like the muffled voice that they had for Bane for Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy's a great actor, but I couldn't really understand what he was saying in the movie theater. It's not like you can put subtitles on during a movie or anything <laughs> like that. But and then, of course, I, now the cinematography, as far as the choreography goes, uh, with him breaking Batman's back, I do appreciate them yeah. paying homage to him, them breaking his back. But at the sense, at the same time, though, it didn't really do anything for me, especially with him coming out of that hole that Bane came out of and everything where he was reborn again. Yeah. And then also, too, come on, even with, with the bomb tied up and at the towards the end of it, that was not even realistic <laughs> at yeah. all. Yeah, the best but, scene was definitely when he, when he goes against Bane and gets his bat broke, back broken. Maybe he's wondering why you should shoot a man before throwing a plane. (laughs) But yeah, Um, um, I understand. I I had this in my top as 10. I I enjoyed this movie. I highly disagree with you, Tim. I thought Ian Happily was the best, was great in this one as Catwoman. Um, I think the new one, the new Catwoman is going to be absolute crap in the new. Well, then again, I think the new Batman movies is going to be crap in general, but I mean, I think Anne Hathaway was did a good job in it. I liked her character. I thought she was funny. I mean, uh, she was just the burglar, but that's that's who Catwoman is, the burglar. Um, like I think, and, and I think the reason for the the no chemicals in the back, I think they, I think it was very cartoonish. Um, um, but yeah, I agree. I think she, I, I think she, they could have had her. Uh, um, I wanted her as more of it. I think we could have used more Catwoman in that movie, maybe less of. Uh, Talia or whoever the hell yeah. that yeah, yeah, yeah. Asghul Asghul whatever but I liked the movie I thought the action sequences were cool that opening sequence where they first introduced Bane in the plane and it breaks I thought that scene was well shot um, I enjoyed the movie for what it was that's why I had it as my number 10 I thought it was the perfect like, is it as great as is it as best as the Dark Knight no it's not not in there Dark Knight is in its in, cate- in its own category and it got snubbed for Oscars so yeah I, I said, and I've said it before, you guys screwed over the Dark Knight. Um, um, but like I said, for the, for the movie, I enjoyed it. I thought this, the final battle sequence of like police officers and Batman taking on Bane and his goons, that was well shot. I mean, there's a lot of stuff I liked about it. I mean, I think it's, it was, there's not, and then of course the controversy around it, that probably was like kind of like messed it up too. But I think it was already in a losing category because it was going to have to go right up against Dark Knight. And the Dark you Knight. like the whole the whole Robin thing with Joseph Gordon Levitt? Levitt, 
I thought that was cool. I thought he was cool. I mean, I, I liked him and I liked him working with the Jim Gordon. Um, I, 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 I didn't know it was Robin until the end. And I thought like, Oh, like I was really hoping they set him up as Nightwing, which I think that would have been a cool thing to continue on. That's what my dad wanted to have him continue on with the story. I thought they would have done that. I thought that would have been cool. Um, this poor, poor Michael Caine didn't get much in this one, which I was a little bummed on that he just left him. I'm like, geez, you're his butler. Why can't you leave him? I mean, there's, 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 there's flaws in it, but was the flaws were, like, was there enough flaws in it to make it in my worst? No, like the, a lot of the, the my positives outweighed the, the losses, like the negatives about it. And that's why I had it in my top 10 is my number 10. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to shoot it uh, back over to you. Charlie. Okay. Um, my number five, I had Wrath of Titans, which is the sequel to the Clash of the Titans. Mm. This sequel was terrible. I'm like, you definitely underutilized Liam Neeson. You definitely you under under uh, underutilized Ralph Fiennes. Rosemary Pike was in it, but she was annoying the whole time. Um, it's just the the sequel to the Clash of the Titans, which I didn't really care for the first one. Honestly, sure the set pieces were okay. But everything was just bad about it. I mean, you kill off the two best characters in the movie. Come on. Like, this was very bad. Like, like first one's okay if you're into that. I wasn't. But don't have watched the sequels. Like, I'm like, geez, Wrath of the Titans. Geez, how about Wrath of My Fists? That should be my title. I mean, like, whoever decided to make this. Yeah, and poor Sam Worthington. I mean, geez, he got, he's got bad raps after bad raps. Well, Luckily, still got his Avatar movie, so he he's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Wrath Titan's terrible. Oh, you're muted, John. He did play Man on a Ledge back in 2012 as well. I mean, that was decent. That was a lot better yeah. than that. Uh, right. I, and here's the thing. That movie, remember, I actually had uh, the Titans um, on my last uh, uh Worst section. Remember that? Oh yeah, 2010. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, okay. I actually had that, but I didn't go back and watch the sequel because I'm like, if I'm going to torture myself, I'm going to torture myself with something else. I'm not going <laughs> to sit through. I'm not going to sit through a sequel to a film that I didn't like the first go round. So why spend money going and seeing a sequel of it? So I didn't even bother seeing it. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I thought the first one was. Okay. Yeah, I just never. I wanted to see it, but I never got around to it. It came out right when the losers came out. I'm like, we're after like Clash of Titans are losers. I'm like, I'm going losers. Mm-hmm. Losers, such a great movie. I love that movie. Yeah. Um, you gotta do a review for it soon. <laughs> agreed. All right. So I think I think you're on your number four, John. Actually, yeah. I think it's three. okay, Sean. You're on your number four. Uh Unless you already said that. Yeah, I have some stuff jumping around. Um, I can give my next one, though, whatever the lowest one is. Or whatever. Uh, I got uh, Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 2. I just threw this on here because I've seen parts of it and just the acting is just terrible. And it's been like that since the beginning, though, so I don't know what why I would expect any better. But, Mm -hmm. um... But yeah. Cookie Monster in it. I just, I just kind of th- I, had to th- I had to throw it in there just to just to have it on this list because I feel like it should be. Right. I stopped after the third one. I'm like, I don't need to see any more of these. <laughs> uh, for me, I felt like here's the thing: I did not like the Twilight so- movies or anything like that. 
But what I have to say is, though, too, I thought that the last two Twilight films were better than the other piece of garbage that we got out of the other ones that we had. <laughs> so I feel like, you know, the storytelling was better. The dialogue, no. Acting, no. But storytelling-wise, I thought it was better than what we got. So that's what I was grading it on was mm. the storytelling portion of it, not the acting ability, not anything else. Went from garbage to, all right, I guess it's okay. <laughs> right, exactly. Someone's garbage. Someone garbage. garbage. Right. <laughs> so basically, I can appreciate it for what it is, but will I go back and rewatch all of them again? No. I did a three-hour-long <laughs> podcast episode of the Twilight Saga movies that made me cringe on the audio <laughs> podcast. I do not need to go back and rewatch these films again. <laughs> so, all right, my number four was Alex Cross. I believe it was Tyler Perry's take on Alex Cross. This was crap. I mean, I was like, it was. I think direct. I forgot who directed. It might have been Rob Cohen. I don't know. So anyway, it's like 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 I've seen Alex like um Alex Cross and before in the other movies played by Morgan Freeman and he does a way better job than what Tyler Perry did for this. I'm like, what is this? You turn Tyler Perry into like an action guy? No, that's not <laughs> happening. I'm like and like the action wasn't great. The story was shit. It was just plot was garbage. Acting was that yeah. I'm like I was like I watched it and I was like what the hell did I just watch? Like geez. Tyler Perry, why don't you go watch some of the Morgan Freeman versions of it, and then maybe, and then maybe learn how to do that? Because Alex Cross isn't an action hero; he's a he's kind of like a mystery. He's like a mystery solver, not not an action hero. And he, I mean, he kind of ruined his character. Um, and he's not a vigilante, or he's not out for revenge. Alex Cross is there to find the find out who did it and solve the case, not go on a rampage. Um, I'm like, so it's like a very different arc from his character. I don't know if it was a prequel. I don't know what the hell this was. I don't know what they're going for, but this was crap. Yeah, I never, I never saw it. Um, I know I did want to see it at one point, but now I definitely am never going <laughs> to check it out. I mean, it's definitely like a definitely different take on his character, and that's not cool. Like you kind of like kind of ruined the character. To be honest, like, I mean, he's not an action guy. He's more of a mystery kind of guy. Right. And he's usually now out for revenge. If you're looking for a good Alex Cross movie, it's Kiss the Girls with Morgan Freeman. That was actually, that was a whole lot better than what that movie is from what I heard. Uh, But I did see Kiss the Girls. Kiss the Girls is a great film for being a mystery type of film with Morgan Freeman. And that's, that's who Alex Cross's character is, a mystery guy, not a Oh, I need to grab a shotgun and start going guns blazing. No, that's not what this guy is. He's not that character. He's more of the mystery kind of guy. And he when he shoots when he needs to, not shoot first, ask questions later. He asks questions and then if he wants to shoot you, he'll shoot you. <laughs> right. But yeah, I didn't see this movie either. And it's not one that I wanted to see on my radar, especially after what I saw they were what they were doing with Alex Cross. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, Charlie, he's not the guy that is like Liam Neeson who's going to shoot somebody or anything like that. He's the mystery guy. He's going to wind up trying to solve a case yeah, and everything. That's basically, that's what Alice Cross is. As soon as I saw that they were changing that, I was like, nope, I'm not, I'm not going to waste Jack my Bauer. time. He's not Jack Bauer. No. Don't turn him into that. There's only <laughs> one and only Jack Bauer. <laughs> All right. Um, I think we're on our number threes. We are. Yeah. Um, so, hey, yeah. Go ahead, John. 
For my number three, I got Total Recall. (laughs) (laughs) And here's the thing. I love I think it's the reason why I didn't like this one is because the original with Arnold Schwarzenegger is really close to my heart because that's the one I grew up on was the very first Total Recall movie. I also had it on regular Nintendo, the NES at the mm-hmm. time. Um, the original one with Arnold Schwarzenegger will always be close to me. Seeing this being done with somebody else and everything and seeing him try and do what Arnold has done. And he doesn't have that built like Arnold. And they try to make it more modernized, trying to make it more up to date, and trying to see him do what Arnold de- did and everything, in my opinion, just didn't work for me. I was like, he needs to be ripped. He needs to be built like Arnold and everything t- for me to believe he's doing half mm-hmm. the things that he's doing. Otherwise, it feels like minor- minority report in a sense hmm. because of the way that it's actually looking and stuff like that. But I just didn't really care for it. I mean, I wanted to like it. I went in with um, low expectations, thinking maybe with low expectations, it would actually heighten my experience because sometimes it does wind up happening. Edge of Tomorrow did that for me. I had low expectations going into it, came in, came out enjoying it. This one, mm-hmm. not so much. But, you know, that's just me and my opinion on Total Recall for the remake. Yeah. But... It's just, it just didn't do it for me. I liked it. I mean, I like the idea. I mean, I love the role reversal about uh, being, Lori being the badass. I agree, Tim. I think the PG-13 kind of hurt it. But I thought when there was action sequences, some of them were really cool. Like, mm-hmm. having Kate Beckinsale play Lori and her being the badass that's trying to kill him, I thought that was a really cool twist in it, to be honest. Like I said, because in the, in the very original, Lori was just there. Um, she didn't fight much. And she just got shot in the head. This one, she's like the primary villain. And I think that was a kind of a cool idea that they did on it. Um, I didn't, I mean, Jessica Biel was okay. I think they could have cast somebody else to play the love interest, to be honest. Um, but I, I think, like I said, Kate Beckinsale stole the show for me in this one. Like I said, it was it was a decent action movie. Colin Farrell was okay in it. Um, like, I mean, some of the action sequences, when they were shot, they were really good. Um, but I mean, I just loved Kate Beckinsale as Lori and having her as the primary villain, even though in the, the original, she was hen- she was like just a minor character and have her as a big character in this one. I thought it was a cool twist, but it's not as it's not up to par of the original, though. The original is just great, but I enjoyed what it what this one did. I, I never saw the original, so I had nothing to compare it to. Oh so, man, you the original. <laughs> so like just going in, like I really like Colin Farrell. I like the look mm-hmm. of it. I like like the noir sci-fi noir type yeah. thing going on. So I mean I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. I've seen it a few times. Um, you gotta yeah, see the original it cool. one. It's so good. It's like it's very Arnold-esque, very violent. Like, I'll see you at the party, let's like I see you at the party, <laughs> like, like that. I'm like, you think this is Quaid? It is. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> the cheesiness of it, and like um, the action in it. The action in it is so good. It's very before um, Paul Verhoeven went crazy. It was one of Paul Verhoeven's was one on, on a streak of these good. And there's a lot of blood quips in it, and it, that's where he's really good at the blood, the, like the blood quips, like RoboCop, the original, so good. Um, Starship Troopers, good mm-hmm. movie too. This one. Good movie. Anyone off the road. 
They didn't, they didn't <laughs> bomb like that. I mean, if you get a chance to watch the original, it is so like it's this is it's the best one. That's the remake did what it could. I mean, again, PG thirteen heard it. P, the first the, the, the remake was good. This is so much better. It, it's 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 classic Arnold. It's one of the best Arnold movies out there. But the violence was like it's very violent. Get your ass to Mars. Like I mean. It's, <laughs> It's so good, so good. Not to mention the taxi cab driver with the oh, yeah. the uh, that was actually another funny thing that they did too with the taxi no, driver. No. <laughs> <laughs> Where like, they I mean, basically they actually so had an good. animatronic taxi car driver driving him. Yeah, um, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, it, it's, it's so good. The original is so good. The remake is I like the original. I I mean I like the remake, but I love the original so much. Um, I think Sharon Stone played Rory in the uh, the original. Um, like consider it to, like like or just the one liners. Like Schwarzenegger's got a lot of one liners in this movie. It's it's so good. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna pass it over to Sean now. Uh, number three, I have uh, Nicholas Sparks movie, uh, the lucky one. Oh. Um, I forget what the female <laughs> lead is, but it has my boy Zac Efron in it. Um. He's like a Marine that comes home and he's looking for someone. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Just just like a typical Nicholas Sparks shit movie. Just Taylor Schilling. I think she was the girl, I think, in it. He like helps out at a farm. And I think her boyfriend is like abusive, maybe, or super controlling. And he ends up like helping him Uh, or helping her, I should say. Uh, But yeah, it was kind of lame. Um, I think Melissa, my wife, liked it a lot, but I think it's just because you know, shirtless Zac Efron, five stars. Um, but but yeah, it's one you can skip. To me, my my the best Nicholas Sparks one was probably I like Knights of Rodanthe a lot with um, fuck, whether Michelle Pfeiffer, it, uh, no, not Michelle Pfeiffer, Richard Gere, Diane Lane, yeah, and Diane Lane, and Richard I Gere, I think. Yep, Richard Gere. That is probably the best Nicholas Sparks movie. Um, but yeah, lucky one. Don't bother. I think "Walk to Remember" for me is probably, in terms of Nicholas Sparks, I've seen is probably my favorite. But then again, then then the Notebook was just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. If yeah, you want to know my full read of that, watch the review we did a few months ago, and you'll see what <laughs> what, I, what I really think, and I go more in depth and why I think Nicholas Sparks hates women <laughs> <laughs> or women female characters. I'll put it at that. Um, right. Gary talked about my number three a little bit early on. I said my number three was the gray. I mean, I was expecting so much from this, like compared to the Liam Neeson movies we had in the past from Taken, like Liam, Unknown. Liam Neeson was a badass. This one was like, what the heck? It was like all over the place. It was like not what I expected, to be honest. Not what I expected, and and like having everybody that, and then the, the fight scene at the end I was like, oh man, I'm like. He dies, I think. We don't know. Like, he kills the wolf. Okay. But it's like, the whole build-up is him versus wolves, and yet they are running from wolves the whole movie until the end. He's like, you know what? F it. I'm, I'm taking you on. Like, yeah, I thought it was very disappointed. I was very under- like, disappointed with this one. I was expecting so much. Not Liam Neeson's fault. He did what he could. But it's just, you had us hyped for this one. Like you expect, oh yeah, Liam Neeson's fighting a wolf, and then we have it in the last like minute in the movie. Come on. Yeah, me, my, me, and my brother, and my dad, we rented this. We we're at his house. I think there was maybe like twenty minutes left, and I was like, I'm going to bed. 
and they finished it and they i was like so what happened he's like yeah not a whole lot and then they told me about the end and they're like do you want to watch it i think we can still like rewatch it i'm like nah it's okay <laughs> I don't need to see the rest. Yeah, it, it was so just, but you, yeah, so much hype for it. You figure Wayne Neeson's gonna be killing wolves like crazy, and doesn't happen. Nothing happens to the last minute of the movie. It's like, and then, and it's not. You don't even get to see the full fight. You just see him get ready, like the bottle knives ready to go, credits, <laughs> and then you see him just like, like breathing profusely, like, and then you see a dead wolf behind him. I'm like, come on, I want to see that fight. <laughs> You're hyping us for it. You know, you don't want us to see this fight. Come on. And that was my number three. Okay. So now we're going to go into my number two, which is going to be Men in Black Part 3, which I think is probably the worst. Of the, well, I take that back. The one after that one is the worst one. That, international, as well. Well, international shit. Yeah. <laughs> but... Maybe like three, definitely a train wreck rating to happen. I just didn't really care for it. The jokes didn't really land. Uh, I I understand what they were going for, trying to get Tommy Lee Jones back and everything with his mind being erased and stuff like that, and trying to convince him that he was actually a person who was actually part of the. Mi- no, that's, that was the second no. one. The third one is when he goes back in time. Right. Well, back younger, in time. So that's right. That's right. He goes back in time. Well, anyways, I enjoyed but, the first two films. He has to talk with Thanos. Like, because right. Josh Nolan was the right. younger. Uh, yeah. Well, still, I enjoy the first two films. The third <laughs> one, not so much. Anyways, yeah. either way it goes. Them going back in time, I really didn't really care about anything that happened in his past or anything mm-hmm. like that. I just I just thought it was eh, kind of bland. Didn't really stick well. The jokes didn't really land as well as the first two films. I felt like some of it was very, very repetitiveness of the first two films. You already know that Tommy J. Lee Jones is going to have the big gun, even whenever he's his younger self. <laughs> then, of course, we also know that Will's going to have a small gun. Then we know that he's going to actually... hes like he, At that time, he was like the Kevin Hart of Men in Black. Because we know that he was going <laughs> to... You know? Because we know that, for example, Kevin Hart, has a shotgun at with this one one thing with the rock in it. I forgot what movie it was. He what does he do? He shoots the shotgun. It fires back. He flies back. What Same Central thing. Intelligence, I think either that or yeah. the or Jumanji. One of those. No, it, was the first, I think it was the first one. It Central was the first one. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it just this third one just didn't stick with me as much as I wanted it to. I wanted to like the uh the third film. Not didn't do anything for me sorry john i didn't mean to interrupt you there i just remember no 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 no. thank you thank you for clarifying that with me though because it's been a long time since i've seen the second film and also the third film which the third film i forgot the bad guy and everything else but i remember seeing the oversaturation of the cgi as well but it just eh. i didn't see i didn't see men in black three i saw men in black international that was that was that was bad I feel bad for you for seeing that movie. I wanted to see that. I paid money for that one. Because you figure, oh yeah, Ford and Valkyrie teaming up to save the universe. I'm like, what the hell? Like, yeah. Um, I think I saw yeah. parts of Men in Black 3, but I didn't. I didn't see yeah. I mean, I don't I remember I remember they went back in time and I read what happened in it. And I was like, okay, I'm glad I didn't watch this movie. Need to jump more Johnny. <laughs> need more Johnny Knoxville. Okay. From a sequel. All right. What's your number two, Sean? Um, I have Snow White and the Huntsman. That's my number two as well. There we go. 
Um, I just thought it was really boring. It was really long. Um, terrible acting. I, I mainly watched it because I knew Nick. I knew Nick Frost was in it. He That's plays awesome. one of the dwarves. I, I'm just a huge <laughs> Nick Frost fan. Um, but but yeah, movie sucked. More Nick Frost. <laughs> Yeah, this movie was shit. Like, I was expecting so much because this is another year where you had two Snow White movies. You had one earlier on called Mirror Mirror with Julia Roberts as the evil queen. And you had that creepy actor now, um, Army Hammer, creepy now of all the stuff he's going to have. And then then you had this one. Compared to the two, I thought Charlie Theron was going to be the better villain. I was right. Charlie Theron was vindictive. She was great in this. Chris Hemsworth was like, what what was his role in this? Like yeah. it's like that, and the worst part of them all, <laughs> the Christine lead, the lead. She was god awful in this movie. Like if you take her out, put Miss Piggy in there, it'd be a way better movie. Like seriously, and the worst part of them all is the motivational speech. And I'm gonna read it right now. What this is? We have rested long enough. Frost to fire and fire to frost. Iron will melt, but it will. Riv inside of itself. All these years, all I've known is darkness. Um, but I have never seen like seen a brighter light than what was than when my eyes just opened. And now I know that the light burns in all of you. Those embers must turn to flame, iron into sword. I will become your weapon, forged by the fierce fire that I know is in your heart. For I have seen what she sees. I know what she knows. I can kill her. <laughs> Live another day of this death. Who will ride with me? Who will be my brother? Good God, I want to jump into uh, Tim. I disagree with this than that. She was not in the love guru, and that, that's what helped it because she was uh, she's terrible actor. Like that that motivational speech, she was very monotone. <laughs> the speech was shit. It made me want to jump into a wood chipper. Like, you want to you want to motivate me? I want to jump into a wood chipper. That, sh- that was God. Who wants to be your brother? Nobody. Because nobody wants to be with you. Like seriously, you're 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 screwing the director. I mean, come on, you could have got a better script. You, you should have done something with the screen, the script writer. You mean you ruined you ruined this guy's the director's life because now he's not directing any movie. I hope you're happy. Like, come on. Oh wait, did did the did the writer write that speech or was she uh, just like going off the cuff? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Anyway, she was terrible in this movie. <laughs> To have hers the leading role as Snow, uh, Snow White. She's a terrible she's, actress. She is. She is. Like, Definitely. I mean, like, I mean, like, I don't even... Like, I think Twilight would, might, might actually be good if it didn't have her in it. Yeah, have in a, switch the roles. Have hers the minor, like, the minor school kid. Have Anna Kendrick be the main... I mean, being Bella. She'd probably have done a better job. But Christmas Stewart was terrible in this movie. Like, that... Um, I'm sorry I had to mention that. Like, I mean, come on, Kristen Stewart, you can pick better roles. Like, seriously, <laughs> I had to mention that because that's what that was what the controversy is. You ruined this guy's marriage. The guy was married, and yet you still wanted to be with him. I'm like, what? Would you figure you're gonna get a better part in this movie? I mean, you're the main freaking lead. Your hair is terrible in this. God, I'd rather have the Disney. <laughs> is that why you watch movies, Charlie? What? Judging their hair? No. I just, remember, I just remember she was terrible in this. Like terrible, terrible. Hair terrible. really pushed dad, it over the edge. My dad agreed with me on the, the the fact that her motivational speech wasn't motivating at all. We want a good motivational speech. Listen to the speech by Captain America and the Winter Soldier, the one who was rallying the troops right before, um, like Braveheart. Braveheart is a good one. Winter or, Soldier, uh, Captain America is a great one. 
or any given Sunday with Al Pacino. That was a good yeah. one. Like this one was terrible. Like, like this motivational speech was absolutely garbage. Like, I don't feel fine. I don't want to be your brother. I don't want even be near you. I was so, and that's like, I'm glad you weren't even in the sequel slash pre- prequel, which was a lot better than this one. Hey, because you had Emily Blunt whining on a fucking polar bear. I, I'll say this again. Emily Blunt came in in the role and she was like, she's the ice queen. So that one is, if you want more adult Frozen, that's your adult Frozen, the Huntsman Winter's mm-hmm. War. Because, yeah, yeah. I definitely agree with Sean, though. Independence Day had a good motivational speech, though, too. So did 300. Yeah. yeah. Any given Sunday. Like, but, yeah. Remember the Titan. But I here's the thing I have nothing to add to y'all's that that movie because I haven't seen it. Seen it. Don't plan on seeing it because I know that she's a very bland actress. Yes. And I saw her in Underwater, and that movie was horrible. Thinking that her acting has gotten better, but it hasn't. No. So well, the sequel, and, the sequel. I think the sequel is a lot better. Um, and another thing, though, too, man, she's gonna be Princess Diane in a, no, in a biopic. Please kill her all. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's like the sequel. I like the, uh, that one because it had, like I said, I call that the more adult version of Frozen because Charlie Theron is in that one as well. Mm-hmm. That one's a sequel slash prequels. There's prequel elements. It's more focused on the best part of this movie is the Huntsman, mm. but it was very underutilized. Like everything about it was bad. I um, mean, like it was not Chris Hemsworth's fault. It wasn't his mm. fault at all. It was the script. It was the director. It was Kristen Stewart. It was everything of that. And then we need, like Sean says, we need more Gus. I mean, it's the only movie you can have. There's no such dwarf named Gus. Except in this movie, and there's a dwarf named Gus, and like, I said, like the sequel is a little bit better because Emily Blunt's Ice Queen, so she's like she has ice power, so she's the she's the Frozen character, like in mm-hmm. Frozen, and like I said, her coming in on a polar bear, instant honorable mention because <laughs> it's like it's like it's so cool. You see her coming in on a polar bear, it's like that is awesome. Yeah, this movie's shit. Absolute garbage, dumpster fire, fifty feet of crap, whatever is on top of it, and that's mostly because of Kristen Stewart's acting. She was terrible, <laughs> absolutely terrible. And don't watch this movie because I just gave you the the motivational speech. You don't need to watch it. I'm like, I'm surprised the troops were like, yay! I don't even think they're. I guess let's go. <laughs> I guess okay, let's go. She's not gonna. And then having her fight, like she can't fight. She can't fight. She can't do anything. Why would you have her in this movie? She's terrible. She's ru- she ruins your movie. And it's going a holes. That's a quote, Doctor Evil. It's going a holes. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So that was two. That was my number two. Okay. So I can't top that, but <laughs> 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 I told you I was going to read that speech, and yeah, right. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, Mine is going to be an Adam Sandler movie that came out in 2012, and that is That's My Boy. Uh, I've seen this movie. It's kind mm. of funny. <laughs> uh, this <laughs> is just... Not only that, but Very I like... Too. When it comes down to Adam Sandler doing his voices and stuff like that, some of the voice work and everything that he does is actually funny, but there's over-the-top voices that he does that is very cringy. Yeah. You know, and like, I like little Nikki. Yeah, what, but... what it was like, yeah, I mean, yeah. 
That's it's not on any of my lists, Tim. You can like, like I, I mean, surprised I, it I, wasn't I, on an honorable mention. mention. It's not on any of my honorable mentions. Not on any of my list. I've seen it. But there's parts of it where I thought it was funny. Sorry, John. I digress. Go ahead. I didn't mean okay. to cut you off. It's okay, man. Um, but no, I just didn't like it. I thought the jokes were really bad. Um, even the part where they try to put in vanilla ice as a gag get a gag. Yeah. And everything too was very forced and very on the nose, especially when he says, Oh, whenever they play my song, guess what? It does the rights don't go to me, it goes to somebody else. I'm like, who gives a shit? You haven't put <laughs> out a good album since the nineties, and even then you stole it, stole the Dude, beat. You, he ruined so, uh you ruined your own career. Piece. He ruined the second Teenage Mutant into tur Turtles movies with his song the, the Turtle. Yeah. Well, that was awesome. Shit, that was Get awesome. Out of here. Yeah. That was terrible. That was awesome, dude. Awesome. Get out of here, Charlie. That um, part was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I parts of it I liked. I thought the whole gag with Rex Ryan as his buddy. Like Rex Ryan is like and is like, hey, don't ruin my Tom Brady poster. I thought that was kind of funny since Rex Ryan was a rival of Tom Brady because he coached against him. Um, I thought that was funny. I thought the whole gag about the fat guy winning the marathon, but that part was pretty funny. Um, I didn't like the incest part. I thought that was pretty gross. Um, the bride and her brother, yeah, that was yeah, and that, yeah that was that was disgusting. To be honest with you, this movie is very forgettable if you think about it. Because once I saw this, I'm like, okay, this is definitely my number one. Because here's the thing. I'm always rooting for Adam Sandler for having like a comeback and stuff like that. But I'm glad now he's going into his more dramatic stuff. Because that's where I feel like he shines at now. I liked him in Uncut Gems. I liked him in Spanglish. I also liked him in Rain Over Me. Yes, Rain, Rain Over, Over Me is so good. Mm -hmm. He's yeah. good in Punch Drunk Love. That was a pretty good one. That was but, in 2002, I think, that came out. But his comedy has not been sticking for me lately, and I've been rooting for the guy. I've been wanting him to have a big comeback, especially with Dewey Hall Halloween. I didn't like that movie or anything yeah. like that. I felt like even the shared universe that he did was very forced and very on the nose. But that's my boy, though. The, like I said, the jokes were really horrible. <laughs> At least you would actually have maybe one scene where maybe it might make me laugh. I'm just sitting here like, okay, when am I going to laugh? This is supposed to be a comedy. Did I leave the st stove on inside the <laughs> kitchen? It, um, when I liked him and just go with it though. I thought he was that was a funny movie. Like him and Jennifer Aniston. That was the chemistry between that. That was a, that was a funny movie. Like I enjoyed that one. Prize mm -hmm. last good comedy. Fifty first dates will always be my favorite, and of course, um, the other one that him Drew Barrymore did was the Wedding Singer. Those will always be my favorites. Um, I, I here's the thing. I thought that just go with it was pretty good. I thought that the chemistry between, um, between oh my God. Jennifer Aniston and him was really good. Sorry, I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I agree. Yep, I do not agree with that one. <laughs> nope, love Guru yep. so much better than that's my boy. I would, like I said, I'll easily defend Love Guru. I'm not giving up on that movie. I don't know what you guys talking about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's my number one. I'm going to bounce it back over to Sean. I already did mine. It was Dark Shadows. Okay. Mine and then you did mine earlier. Mine was Amazing Spider-Man was my number one. So. Okay. So that's, that's, so that's, that's, so that's it for our year in review. Top 10 
movies of disappointing movies. Another thing too is next week we're planning on doing our Rambo series. We're going to start off with First Blood. So I can't wait to go on ahead and do Rambo Man. First Blood. Mainly movies. Let's go. And on the 19th, I actually have independent director Jason Pitts on for an interview that he's doing because he's actually doing a, docu- a documentary uh, film or a fan film of Jason Voorhees. So we're doing that. Um, here's the thing, Tim. I actually said John Carter was actually one of my favorite uh, favorite movies for 2012. Because it was underrated. I really liked the storytelling. I really liked the acting in it. I just didn't really feel like it deserved to be on that list because of the fact that it got poorly. The PR department screwed the pooch on that and everything. That's just me, in my opinion. It's like like, Disney ruined a lot of stuff. There's still still Warner Brothers. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, But no, and then also, too, I also have some other stuff that we're doing for next week as well. Um, a matter of fact, I'm supposed to have, like I said, Jason Pitts on next week. Then we have some other stuff that we're doing, including Rambo for First Blood. Um, next week. Yeah, Silver Linings is going to be next Saturday. Yep. Um, Deadpool 2 review next Sunday. Um, I believe tomorrow, um, Saturday, you and I are going to try to do the review for the new Angelina Jolie flick, Those Who Wish Me yep. Dead. Um, and I think yep. tomorrow... Um, John and I will be back. Um, we're going to be, this is a new show we got going on. It started with one of our last podcasts and it's pretty much the title of our show is going to be John and Charlie ruin your childhood. And essentially it's going to be like t- tomorrow's topic. Um, it was a question that was posed to John and I and, um, and Frenchie. And it was asking if you can replace any movie character in any movie with a Muppet character, who would it be and why? We just went off the rails in that one. I'm like, we got a segment. So So, that's everything that we have going on over here at Movie Lovers Unite. Another thing, too, guys, if you guys want to donate to the page and show us some love over there, just go on ahead and donate a couple of $5 or $10 towards us by going to www.gofundme.com forward slash Movie Lovers Podcast. Also, too, if you want to go on ahead and get an audio-only podcast of this episode or many more of our episodes and everything, too, you guys can go on ahead and do so where you guys get your podcast from. Another thing, too, guys, is you can go on ahead, like, share, tell us what you think. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Another thing, too, you guys can also go on ahead, follow us at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Night on Facebook, underneath the same name on Pinterest, and also, too, on as well as on Instagram. Go on ahead uh, and also, too, follow us at Movie Lovers Unit on Twitter and also, too, on Stereo. I'm also a part of Schmoes of the North. What is Schmoes of the North? It's actually home of Schmodown. Schmodown is basically a WWE kind of style of movie trivia and things like that. And I'm actually part of Mount Schmodown. So Mount Schmodown is where we talk about other players that have competed in the Schmodown and stuff like that and reminisce about things that they've done. We have a great show coming up at 3 o'clock Central Time, 4 o'clock Eastern on that channel as well. And that's everything that you need uh, need to know about Movie Lovers Unite. Uh, of course, Brandy, Ghost Rider came out in 2012. Yeah. I didn't see the movie, so therefore I didn't couldn't get tell you if it sucked or not. I um, saw um, I uh, There's parts of it I liked. Him, like some kid asking how do you go to the bathroom, and then you see the, the scene of like him with a black screen, like just him going bathroom. It's nothing but fire coming out or whatever. 
It and... was directed by the guys that did Crank, so this one is like definitely over the like over the like it. it oh, the definitely second goes, one, yeah. Ghost the Rider, the Venge, yeah. There's parts of it I liked him taking a piss while on fire. That was pretty funny, but it's Nicolas Cage, and that's. Was, when he I think that's when he started going crazy. To be honest. <laughs> Like, he got gone crazy earlier. I mean, he was just like crazy. over the top acting, right? Yeah. And Halloween, um, I don't. I'm not sure if you're talking about Doobie Halloween or just Halloween mm-hmm. that came out in two. The first one came out in 2007. The second one came out in 2009. So that doesn't really follow up with 2012. But yep, The Waiting Singer is definitely a great film. And okay, guys, go on ahead, like, subscribe, do all that stuff. Show us some love at Movie Lovers Night. And always until next time, strap down your headband and join us for uh, Rambo First First Blood. And always until next time, guys. Bye-bye. See you.